Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Wednesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on AM 1600, KIBABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, here on this hump day, day after the election, and uh, glad to be here with you on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, and apping at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, and finally, it's all done for, and we're pretty happy about that, so uh, we'll do the uh, post-mortem, a lot of maybe uh, political Careers ended yesterday, and uh, we're going to be happy because there's a lot of retreads, and then there's retreads that somehow busted through, and uh, we'll get into a little bit of that uh, as uh, well as we have uh, D-Dowd Muska in this uh, hour one uh, full of uh, lots and lots of fun and coverage uh, from yesterday, and not sure how much uh, he caught off all of this. I actually um, talked to Joe Monahan a little bit earlier today. Uh, reached out to him and said, hey, what the heck is going on over there in that Democrat race? You know, what happened with Brian Cologne? So let, let's just, for starters, just kind of kick it off right there. And uh, Dowd Muska, welcome into the Kiva. How are you? Oh, there he is. Uh, to, uh, I'd like to take this opportunity to congratulate Melanie Stansbury on winning her first full regular term uh, as a congresswoman. I know it's a little ahead of the game uh, come November, but uh, uh, a lonely girl, uh, you, you, you did it, gal. And... Um, I, this might be an obscure reference, Eddie. It won't be to you uh, as a Chappelle fan, but uh, quoting the great Silky Johnson uh, from the Player Haters Ball, uh, what can I say about the Republican Party of Bernalillo County that hasn't already been said about Afghanistan? It's bombed out and depleted. <laughs> <laughs> it is bad, but we're going to do our best to go ahead and uh, help and change it around a little bit, so we'll, we'll do our best to do that uh yeah well okay so we'll reference the cd1 race we'll go through cd2 we'll go through all this stuff make sure that we have you know sort of what we need i think that's important uh to cover all the various races that are out there i mean i was watching but i was listening to joe monahan i reached out to him and i asked him okay so uh tell me about this brian cologne hector balderas uh you know, the bloodletting that's happening within the Democrat Party. And there's a, there's an awesome opportunity for the Republicans to take advantage of that because we know the, the packs that we discussed yesterday and the splits and the people within the sort of conservative Democrat strain and then you have the progressive uh, strain, that's splintering off. And I think that has basically been cauterized out of uh, the Democrat Party, the state of New Mexico, has decided that it wants to be progressive left, Okay. That's opportunity number one. Now, if you want to be progressive left in the Democrat Party, there is opportunity for the Republicans. Now, the Republicans in the current state, us Republicans in our current state, uh, by the way, hopefully you're enjoying my Dead Kennedy shirt uh, here. The Dead Kennedy's right there. Uh, Joel Biafra, um, who's a socialist. Uh, what are, oh, look at that. You got a little DK. There it is. Yeah. And I love our Dead Kennedys. Uh, I wore that special for today. A little, little symbolism for today, if you will. Um, if the Republicans can't take advantage of this, and they're in the current state, they can't do it, okay, then there will never be a Republican anything for the next, at least next generation. Okay, this is the year to do it. Um, the Democrat split 
between Brian Colon, who's run for everything from lieutenant governor with, I think, Diane Dennis to being the head of the party. And then, of course, you have the Michael Padilla. And remember, these people that are a part of the Democrat Party, they're not part of the progressive left. Hector Balderas, also part of that. Now, Hector threw in $100,000 and came up short. Ouch. This is this bad. Okay. So if you're looking at this and you're saying, wow, what a sacrifice uh, I've made to donate $50,000, $5,000. Hector Balderas basically threw in the baby with the bathwater and out with the bathwater because he does not have a future in politics moving forward. Okay. Let's not forget that Hector Balderas ran against Martin Heinrich. So from, from all angles, as far as I can see, Brian Colon is out. He is easily the most methodical, uh, one of the most advanced, I should say, in terms of his keeping tabs on people. Uh, but you will not see Brian Colon running for office again in the Democrat Party in its current state. Uh, th that's the way that I see it, okay? That knowing what I know about the limited number of ability that I know about Democrats or limited information I know about Democrats, I know that to be true. I also know that they will use Hector's background, and that's where I'll leave that because I don't think that that's worth exploring here on this air. Uh, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. But Michelle Lujan Grisham will make sure that he is out of that. So that leaves Heinrich, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and... Tim Keller running, not to mention the Romeros and all the rest of the progressive left, to run the party. Because they run the party, they will run this state into the ground if you let them. The Republicans at this point need to rally. Now, this allows the Republicans to move a little bit more towards the center. Okay? I shouldn't say allows it. The Republicans will move a little bit more towards the center because the progressive left is nutty. It's crazy. It is making some stupid decisions. Go back to the beginning of Michelle Lujan Grisham's administration. We talked about it yesterday. The CR, give me the um, ETA. I was going to say CRT. That, of course, uh, that there as well. Okay, and the people who, you know, uh, basically voted to you know, throw in with uh, Columbus Day. So, if that's out, and Democrats are now thinking about voting Republican, I've already told you. I get. I, I don't know how many times have I guaranteed it. I think three or four times I've already said Mark Ronchetti is going to be your next governor. I've already stated that. Okay. I've already stated, and this not to get overconfident, I'm just telling you it's going to happen. Michelle Lujan Grisham will not get reelected. They created so much bloodshed in the Democrat Party. Okay. Even as fractured as the Republican Party is, we will win the governorship come November. There's almost no doubt in my mind. I think I practically guaranteed that. Uh, and I did not, uh, somebody, somebody was like texting in. You predicted Greg Zanetti was going to win. I said, no, I didn't. You're, nope. You know, no, you did not. No, you did not. <laughs> you're, a moron, you're a total moron. For you're never a moron. once. Never <laughs> happened once. Yeah, I never predicted that. Day I track that, everything this man says, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, at no point did I ever say Greg Zanetti was going to win. Greg Zanetti uh, is the only, on the Republican side of things, is the only candidate who outperformed uh, in Basically, Rebecca Dow's career as a politician is over. She will have no more state contracts, okay? She does not, this is a woman who, in my opinion, at this point, there is no upside to being affiliated with her on the left. They were literally joking about it last night. And I was listening to uh, Joe Monahan talk to Alonzo Baldonado, who apparently still wants to have some career in politics, which... Why is Alonzo Baldonado on KNW Air? 
It makes no sense. I thought we were, I thought we were retired. We're done as a congressman. He was hanging out there with Momo Yassis and like, ha, ha, ha. Rebecca Dow might get a uh, job with the Michelle Lujan Grisham information uh, or administration. I'm like, uh-huh, caught you. Okay. She is a liability to the Democrats and she's a liability to the Republicans, period. She's done. Jay Block, he's a county commissioner. He's effectively done too for any other race besides running for county commissioner. All right. The way that he ran, I don't care how much you try to make up, he is never going to be so much as even acknowledged by Jim or Ethel Maharge, to be quite honest, by um, Mark Ronchetti's campaign. And it doesn't need to be. There's so much negative energy that was expended. Okay. And there was really only two candidates uh, seemingly who were in there. And, you know, uh, Dow wanted to go ahead and take those shots. And once those shots came, basically, it just got. It can be matumboed right out of there to use an NBA finals. Uh, I don't know if it can be ever made. Uh, he's like the only uh, player that says Michael Gordon that actually knows. What do I care? So that, that's a setup, folks. That's what you're looking at. Uh, Greg Zanetti uh, will be part of things going forward. And this opportunity that exists, unfortunately, will not exist for other candidates down ballot. One such candidate is going to be Michelle Garcia Holmes. She's a liability. It was a poor turnout in Bernalillo County. We're going to do our best to get behind her, but we know how we, we, we played this uh, curly shuffle a few times. Okay. And it's the same whoop, 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 every single time. Right. She, she, she can speak well, but ultimately this woman is out for herself. Um, again, she was administering uh, Gary King's administration when he was attorney general. When, I mean, we can go on and on and on about this. Okay. City one, that opportunity as far as I'm concerned. And it's really all about the NRCC and it's about the national uh, people. If they decide to get involved in the race, then we'll pay attention to it. I doubt she's going to get any attention. I seriously doubt that. And that's what you're looking for. You're, you're trying to mark. And Louie, uh, <clears throat> we were worried about him. We didn't see any sign. Honestly, I think this came down to just name recognition and sign. Uh, Michelle Garcia Holmes, then when you run that many times, you probably have some leftover signs. Recycling. Somewhere there's a yard out there that had some signs that were tired, that wanted to work one more time, folks. Okay? And she busted through. All right? But unfortunately, against the machine that is uh, Melanie Stansberry. Oh, those are my kids uh, yelling and running. Sorry, I apologize for that. Uh, you will not see that, I think, uh, go in any direction. I'm in CD2, by the way. Uh, oh, by the way, John Block is your... There it is. Pinon Post, John Block. <laughs> I think the Democrats might have an opportunity for a pickup in Almagordo. <laughs> well, they're not going to get it because there's they didn't run anybody in the Oh, they don't have a candidate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, he's your next representative. Yeah, okay. I mean, there's this, you know, the Roger Montoya of Southern New Mexico. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I mean, he went pretty. He went. He went pretty hard at uh, at old Roger and his blogs back in the day. That basically a lot of liabilities. Okay. So anyway, this is a little inside baseball for you, you people who are listening uh, this afternoon, so that you understand what's happening. Um, uh, Louis didn't have any signage like anywhere. 
I don't know that I saw it. Did you ever see? And he had the coolest logo and the cool. He just, I, you didn't see one doubt. You didn't see. Nope, one? not one, not one. Yeah, and I really think it, I hate to say it, the low information voter loves those those signs. And Michelle Garcia Holmes is, she's had signs from, you know, 2018 or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Incidentally, I did not save my signs. Uh, just so you know. Um. Okay. Uh. Elisa Martinez, her political career is over. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Uh, it, it's that this is I, the, the I I never feel like heartache. I never feel you know it's like oh my like I never feel like I get you know sort of sucker punch. But last night I'm like, wait wait wait. <laughs> You're telling me that the U.S. Senate candidate who won the primary for the New Mexico Republican Party. I'm like, oh, this is this is so painful. And then she lost her CD one. She came in third to me. I was second in this little whatever. You know, how do you do? They 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 lifted Mark. They they stuffed Mark. I don't know. However you want to phrase. It. They put Mark Moore's in the race. Make sure installed. I, installed. Yeah, that's a heavy installation. How many? Is, <laughs> no, a, you need a couple guys for that installation. Made a big one. Big one. So you got that, and we're going to try and get, you know, Mark's going to do what he's going to do. Um, so then she loses to Bob Godshall. And I was like, didn't Bob Godshall lose two times? Like, if you talk to Bob Godshall, like, we're going to lose that race, okay? The only person I know that we're going to win with is Nicole Chavez right now. But I listen to like Bob Gottschall. If I ask him a question, it takes the guy like ten seconds to respond before he, he like stares at me like you know. I feel like he's about to take me up north to uh, go fishing, and he and he can tell me how to bait the hook. He knows how to you know cast the cast the. It, he's a hell of a hardworking guy. And we also know what works. Bob went and knocked on the door, and apparently he met plenty of patient people who were willing to wait for him to speak to him. At his door, and the guy, I hate to say it, every single person is like, Bob Gottschall just worked. That's a workhorse. That is an absolute workhorse, you know? And he won. Knocking doors wins, folks. Yeah. Just wins. You got to put the shoe leather in. Elisa ever knocked a door. I don't know that she thought she ever needed to knock a door. Oh, I see. I see. And I think that that's, you know, retail politics. I've walked plenty of. I love walking doors. I love knocking doors. I love doing that stuff. I, if you don't do that, you don't win. If you're running for the U.S. Senate in California, you don't need to knock doors. If you're running for the state house in almost any state, yeah. uh, you know, municipal elections, county elections, you got to do the shoe leather. Yeah. And the first question that's going to come from these people is like, uh, you know, this pipe has been busted for 15 years. We have well water. When are you going to go ahead and bring this in? Uh, what kind of power? And are you interested in something beyond this seat, being my state rep? Because this is just people, you know, you're showing up to neighborhood association meetings on a Tuesday night at 730. And you have to be there. And there's going to be two old ladies and some weirdo talking your ear off. Like That's what you got to be set up for. <laughs> so anyway. So that's that. That's the layout for everything. Elisa Martinez, she's done. There's nothing, you know. I think well, Fajardo and uh, Alonzo Baldonado. I don't know what they were doing, but uh, being around last week. But anyway, they, they were jumping in. I'm not sure what that was all about. Uh, Nicole Chavez will will get through. 
Um, people need to work hard. You're going to have to knock doors. You're going to have to organize. You have to put signage. Um, Michelle Garcia Holmes, you know, we'll do our best to help her. But honestly, there's just, I don't know that there's anything we can do there. Um, I will continue my relentless assault on Lonely Girl. Uh, if that ends I mean, up helping Michelle we, 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 Garcia we Holmes, okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, we got to hope we get lucky. We're gonna, yep. You know, I mean, she, she's not going to come in for an interview. I mean, I endorsed her one time already for CD1. I'm like, that. That's, if she wants to come in and talk, uh, you know, I'm going to light her up. But, you know, she's got to be able to withstand the fire. I don't know where that goes. I don't know. I don't know how you go against the machine because this is about fundraising and she's literally mortgaged her house, I think, once or twice. But that's a problem. That's a problem. You don't mortgage your home. Like, oh, you want to take shots at me? Andy, you don't even have a home to mortgage. Yeah, that's right. You see how I withstood pretty much everything? Oh, you just, uh, you can say whatever you want about me. It would never stick. I wouldn't care. Because I don't have any ego when it comes to that stuff. At some point in the Republican Party, we have to be able to develop a bench. We have to develop people who are willing to fight, willing to invest, and willing to move forward. Unfortunately, it's all the wrong people. Most of the people who are doing it are former Democrats, and they're the ones that are running to the front of the, the Republican line. And that isn't helping us. Mark Ronchetti is clean as a whistle. He is well-spoken. He has got a perfect machine behind him, and he's already won one statewide race. Let me say this again. We will win the governorship for the state of New Mexico. The reason why is because we will not stop until he gets into that office, and we at least have a fighting chance. We still have to deal with the legislature, that's 2614 in the Senate. 26, uh, 2416, I think, or 2614. I forget what it is. Right? And on the House side, I think we're like 4624. <laughs> yeah. Something ridiculous. Like, if we could even make up any, like, the governor's house is going to have to deal with that. And these are the things that we're going to have to be up against. So, folks, so we're going to lay it all in line uh, this year because we got nothing left. We literally have nothing left. That's it. So am I happy? I'm happy that Mark Ronchetti got nearly 60%. Yeah, pretty impressive. About that. Five-way race, he got 60%. Yeah, that's like 10 points more than what Susanna Martinez got. Okay? Plus, the turnout was higher this year than it was in 2018. Significantly higher statewide. He owns rural New Mexico, and we're going to do the work here in Bernalillo County. Now, I do have to talk about uh, Raul Torres or Raul Soros or whatever. I have to talk about that because I'm as angry as I'll get out because I cannot believe that crime does not matter given how bad crime is here in the city of Albuquerque. And we have to address this. And I think we have to talk about it every day and every way going forward. We just absolutely have to do it. So we'll do that when we return right here in the Kiva on AM 1600 dot com four twenty four back and forth. Sailor Sam, we're searching everyone. All 
the band on the run. Yeah, number one back in 74, 433 here in the Kiva. I used to apparently, when I was growing up, uh, I used to sing that. Uh, my parents, they'd be driving around uh, New Mexico, and uh, apparently they'd stick me in the, And this is when, you know, people could sit in the back of cars, the back of trucks, and uh, middle seats. I think at that time you could still do gun racks, right? We could, you could actually display a rifle. Like, they didn't care what you did, uh, but pretty much. But Dowd, uh, I would sit between my mom and my dad, and I'd sit there sing, Band on the Run. <laughs> Eddie, I probably spent a third, a third of my life between the ages of zero and 10 in, in the back of somebody's pickup truck in rural Connecticut. And I mean, you'd be arrested right? today, arrested. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're always uh, on the run. First one said, man, it's such good music. What happened to all the music? Everything's, you know, formulaic. Okay. Uh, what happened to all the politicians? Uh, uh, what happened to anybody being afraid of George Soros? George Soros owns Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it in my mind. Like, if you are okay with crime, George Soros is your man, and you have made him your man. Now, I can't, for the life of me, understand how a guy like Raul Torres, with the record that he has had, and the record number of murders. Let, now, let's stop here for a second. Let's Let's really take it in. Let's really figure out how bad our situation is. Now, Roel Torres is, oh, I like him. He, he comes across better than Brian Colon. The only advantage that Raul Torres had over Brian Colon is that he wasn't Brian Colon. People get tired of seeing Brian Colon like they get tired of seeing Michelle Garcia Holmes. That was the difference. Or Janice Arnold Jones or Michelle Levan Grisham. Like, like take your, take your uh, hyphenated last name politician out there. That is what got him up. Like, no one thought about a record number of homicides, the lack of prosecution, his inability to go ahead and really prosecute at a very effective rate. One of the worst prosecutors in Bernalillo County history, if I'm not mistaken, running in a net group of people who have decided and taken it upon themselves to blame the fact that they don't have enough funding. And then when they did have funding, weren't able to clear out the logs of all of the various uh, criminality that is there and put them back out onto the streets. Please help me understand what is wrong with Democrats. I would have thought 10 times out of 10, Brian Colon would have been so much better because at least, you know, the guy's just focused on politics. You know, and he's going to focus on records. Raul Torres just doesn't care. You know, I think we're at uh, we're on the verge of 130 homicides. One of his best friends, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, uh, Tim Keller. Michelle Lujan Grisham is dancing with him embarrassingly uh, down in Roswell when they had their little state party shindig. Like, that should have been enough to make sure that this guy doesn't get elected. He wants to, I'm going gay for Jeremy Gay all day. We are gay. For, we're so gay. I'll He's got a wonderful see. gay family in that big uh, picture. He's got about six kids. Uh, it's, it's a big gay family. The whole gay family is so gay, love, and I'm so yeah. behind them. But, Eddie, listen, I will throw this out again, and I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record because I want to probe to the bottom of this. This, this was five days ago. 
the website ABQ Raw, they do pretty good real-time reporting on crime yeah. in, in Albuquerque. Uh, I don't know much about who, who does this, but uh, the people who do it, but they post really interesting you know, information up to date. This was a, a potential vehicular homicide. Uh, this guy, Matthew Shatima Joe, uh, they, he crashed into another car, killed the other driver. As he exited the vehicle, this uh, piece of garbage became combative, threw a knife away from the scene. Witnesses said he ran a red stoplight at a high rate of speed. Then he uh, said, yeah, I've been drinking a little bit. Uh, I guess he blew through it. Uh, it was a 35 mile per hour uh, speed limit. In 2019, this very same driver who just killed a person, allegedly, allegedly, five days ago, was arrested for DUI, drug possession, negligent use of a deadly weapon, and having an open container in a vehicle. What happened to him in 2019 when he was arrested? That case was dismissed by Raul Torres's office uh, due to uh, a defense motion that the state had been was uh, the state the defense filed a motion that the state was not ready for trial that Torres's office didn't get their s word together and this case was dismissed. This guy could have been in jail instead of killing allegedly the person he killed five days ago. I hope the gay campaign makes this guy the poster child for the case against Raul Torres. <clears throat> That's what you want, New Mexico. That's what you brought out. Like, he looks like a baby, too. It looks like if I just smashed his fingers, like, he'd just start crying and wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't do anything about it. Like, honestly, I do not even want my my attorney general to look like Raul Torres. I'm sorry if that comes across the wrong way. But uh, I'd rather take Redhead Freckles, uh, uh, Chris, you know, Brian Columbus. Puerto Rico with, uh, is he Jewish or Catholic? I don't even know anymore, right? Like, these two people, Hector Balderas and Brian Colon, need to tear the living you-know-what out of the Democrat Party and these guys for picking Raul Torres, for picking Tim Keller, who Brian Colon ran against. This is your legacy. Do you not care about the state of New Mexico? Brian Colon might be one of the most skilled politicians I have ever met. Maybe too skilled. He walked into my studio one time. I'm like, you're the only guy I've ever actually met that I'm like, you feel like a senator, right? You feel like something like that. That's where I expect Brian Colon to go. He's going to end up running against Martin Heinrich. I, I can't see anything else for it. He's going to challenge him. He's going to beat the living tar out of him. And then we are going to win the 2024 U.S. Senate race against Martin Heinrich. That's what's going to happen. Brian Colon is probably going to get, after they lose the governorship, right, here's, I'm making my prediction. Go ahead and continue to write this down if, if you feel like it. Okay? Brian Colon and Hector Balderas will dismantle what's left of the Democrat Party because they still have a hell of a lot of pool. Okay? I don't think they're over. And in fact, you know, if you don't, Kill your enemy completely. And these are now enemies of the Michelle uh, Lujan Grisham administration. And they still have a lot of clout and control. I remember meeting Cologne back in like the early 90s. I remember like, what? Just like, you know, the Udalls used to talk about him. I was like, oh, there's Brian Cologne. Hilarious. Like, you don't just get rid of Brian Cologne like this. You can't just say it's over. And then Pete Dinelli. Of all people, I, I hate having to go to his website as much as he hates saying my name or anything like that. 
Does uh, Berlioz County District Attorney Raul Torres and Democrat United States Senator Martin Heinrich, who's endorsed Raul Torres and who has appeared in commercials for Torres, are critical of Brian Colon saying he has never prosecuted a criminal case. The guy is a member, a partner of probably the most powerful law firm in town. I think it's like something robless. I forget what it is. Okay. Like if you put that behind you, it's, it's like putting, well, we're not going to mess with those guys. Okay. Cologne has practiced law for 21 years. According to Denali, said they are both being disingenuous when they say being a criminal prosecutor is a qualification to be attorney general. The office is by far more civil law in nature and not criminal. Both ostensibly are ignorant of the fact that former Democrat attorney generals Tony Anaya, Jeff Bingaman, Paul Bardicke, Gary King, and Hal Stratton were never criminal prosecutors or, for that matter, elected district attorneys. With all being in the private practice of laws as civil trial attorneys before becoming attorney general, Attorney General Patricia Madrid was in private practice as was a district judge before being elected attorney general. Let's also not overlook that Hector Balderas, who could have been governor, who would have been a a thousand times better than Michelle uh, uh, Lujan Grisham, in my opinion, okay? Like easily the most popular politician. He won his attorney general's race. Dowd last time around, I think he got like 64% statewide. Oh, it was crazy. Yeah. It was like, you couldn't even understand. It's like, yeah, he didn't even hardly campaign. He hardly threw any money out there. It's like, yeah, I'm voting for Hector. Like, oh, I'm voting for Hector. Like, he's got a good name. He really does. Right. He was handpicked by 62% of the vote. Yeah. Yeah. 62, something stupid. Right. It's absolutely insane. This isn't over, and this is one of the gifts that the Republican Party can hopefully take advantage of, of, both for the 2022 gubernatorial race, maybe one or two down ballot races. Maybe we pick up a few seats. Tops, we pick up three seats. Tops. I think we have more than what we did. There isn't going to be some sort of red landslide here in the state of Mexico. We're going to turn to Mexico red. No, you're not. Not happening. Not with the current... Uh, cadre of uh crop of of oh my gosh i was just looking down the list like oh my gosh there's so much more to work with (laughs) very true so much much work (laughs) gonna have a have to have a a candidate uh you know grooming just so we can kind of make it easier when ron ketty's in office because he's got a you know he's gonna have a bit of an uphill battle dealing with the legislature. So Raul Torres is 45 years old. He said, New Mexicans are looking for somebody who's a fighter in the attorney general's office. That's not you, buddy. You'd be the first guy to take out of a bar, go to the back alley, whoop your ass, and watch you go back and cry. Because that's all you've done here in the city of Albuquerque is cry every single time and say, it's not my fault, or this isn't what the way, the way it should have gone. All we have are excuses. Cologne, you actually fear. You're like, well, if that guy gets into the attorney general's office, like, oh, you better have your T's crossed, your I's dotted. With Raul Torres is like, yeah, I'm going to go sign my $1,000 shoes. Things look good. Cologne's out. Well, uh, how many events are there tonight? 12? How come there's not 15? I'll be at all 15 of them tonight. Invent three more and I'll be over there. Like, the guy is just tireless, right? He just, he is, he's ready to run for something. 
Now, you're probably wondering, why, Eddie, are you talking so much about the dump? Because this is the seam that we should be exploiting and ripping open. In my opinion, in my opinion, Brian Cologne is as powerful as a politician as the Democrat Party has seen. But he's like woven into all these little pieces. Now, Cologne's never going to come to the other side and say, oh, here's here's what we're doing. Here's what you need to do. He's just not going to do it. He's not. He's died in the wool, Democrat for life, por vida, right? But the problem is, is you don't just get rid of a guy like that, you know, without starting a brand new turf war in a different direction. It's going to be politics by other means. And I am more excited about that than I am anything because Lord knows us Republicans haven't been able to go ahead and do this before and achieve this on our own. We have to wait for them to start a fight with each other in order to burn their own house down. And burn it, they will. There is enough fumes, kerosene, gasoline. They're going to throw it all on that fire. And they cannot wait to hang Michelle Lujan Grisham along with Raul Torres and Tim Keller. Because they are also interested at this very time in rebuilding their party. They don't want to be the drag queen, progressive, gay pride, Black Lives Matter party. Now, these are people who are talking about heritage and the land, and this is here. Like, Michelle Lujan Grisham, bitch just let the whole entire northern New Mexico burn to the ground. They're like, well, it was the federal government's fault. You know as well as I do that if we can somehow help these people get a little bit more movida motivated, that they could look at these guys and say, you know what, there's a chance. Who's this Heinrich guy? Brian Colon's from here. Hector Balderas, hey, he's from Wagon Mountain. No. Who do these people think they are coming from outside the state? And Michelle Lujan Grisham, she don't even love New Mexico. She got no love for New Mexico. And you know what? All the political pundits are missing this, folks. They're missing this entirely. Let me tell you where the Republicans come in on this. It's all about culture. Let's go back and let's talk about sort of the seminal pieces. Not, not the stuff that really means stuff to Dowd and I, because we like talking about unemployment and money and job growth and right to work. And, and like you can just see Democrats just in the back of their heads are... It's just all rolling in the back of their head. They have no idea. They don't even care about crime. They're like, oh, yeah, half my family's criminal, but I'm still voting Democrat. I don't care. You want to know what really, really gets them going? Yeah, this Columbus Day thing. Changing the culture of New Mexico. Being pro-life, yes. The pro-life thing, they're a pro-life Democrat. These are, you see Raul Torres, he ain't hanging up there with drag queens. He's up there with his family, right? What's he doing? He's genuflecting to the other side because we know Hector is all about family. Families, I guess, plural. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't help it. Couldn't help myself. Then, of course, there's Brian Cologne, right? He's all about family, his son being, you know, like he's got a lot of good things going, right? Very proud of that and strength of family and growth and churches and all these types of things. 
they like that. They know that in order to sort of keep New Mexico, New Mexico, well, if you want to go ahead and build mud huts, you know, and hang rainbow flags out and all that culture, you can do that. But you're insulting Brian Colon, you're insulting Hector Balderas and all their families. It's sacrilege for Michelle Lujan Grisham to talk about generations of New Mexicans when she's literally bringing in the evil horde of Martin Heinrich and his progressive left politics and Deborah Holland, who's not even from here. Who's, by the way, Swedish. That's what Holland is. This is all going to revolve around the church. Yes, it's going to have to go back to that. Which churches? All of them. Doesn't matter what the tradition. Jewish, Catholic, Christian, all of the churches. Because things are going to get that bad. Why? Because uh, the guy who is dependent upon the check at the beginning of the month can't afford gas. And you think they're going to turn around and say they need a genuflect when they can't even afford gas to get from here to there? They're not going to care. And they're going to remember what happened in Espanola. Mark Ronquet is going to walk in there. He's like, here I am. He's going to walk right through Espanola, and he's going to get half of Espanola's votes. Because we're going to go back and we're going to replay it in the people's ears. Hey, this is this this governor disrespected you. And I'm sure Brian Colon isn't going to be there to say, or Hector Balderas, or anybody from Northern Mexico, none of them are going to be there to say, okay, yeah, she's done a good job. No, no one. They're going to let her on her own. She has pissed off that many people. And so has Martin Heinrich. This is our opportunity. I know it seems like the chips are down. I know you've given up. I see it in the apathetic look in your eyes. Oh, nothing's ever, never going to change. Oh, we, we got the weatherman. I don't care. I don't care. You are going to leave it all out on the field this year because I am not going to go through four more years of this crap. And Brian Colon and Hector Valderas want to matter on that. So she's got to fight a war on two fronts. The last time I checked, those aren't very good odds. The Democrat Party, after this election, is rebuilding. Martin Heinrich, for all intents and purposes, is going to be over. He cannot get reelected as senator. He has created too many enemies. And there is nothing with as weak as Joe Biden is that you can call in Deborah Holland and say, hey, you know what? She's going to bail us out. She's got enough power and strength. She's got no power. Zero. And the three letters are getting sued. CIA, FBI. You know, I want to get into that a little bit later. I read a lot of uh, espionage books. I mean, you know, I don't even know how many people know about Zook's pharmacy and all the stuff that happened up there. And, you know, the assassination of Trotsky and Stalin and the secrets and how basically Russia was built up. The Soviet Union was built up by what came out of Oppenheimer and the people who were leaking out of there, the most important events in KGB history. All right there. And we're doing it now with the Chinese. And we've been doing it since 99. It's the same playbook. And who's been taking pictures with the Chinese? That would be Michelle Lujan Grisham. We've got the pictures. We've got the photos. New Mexico is not going to survive 
It's Michelle Lujan Grisham and Martin Heinrich and Ben Ray Lujan, who has half a brain now. I mean, has anybody seen him publicly speak? Why, 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 is the, why do we have to continue to call model that uh, disgusting fat body up north? Why? why do we continue to do that? We have the most oddly shaped uh, politicians I've ever seen. Have you seen some of these people? They're all strange looking. Like, I don't want that to look. I, I, I want my politician to look like Mark Ronchetti. <laughs> he works out. He goes to the gym. He's got a family. It's, it's pretty to look at. I'm like, that's the guy I want advocating on behalf of, of New Mexico. Hale and Hardy. Yeah. I don't want someone squaddling up there and just, you know, can't even reach reach the pedals and then they'd find out that that's kind of, you know, funny or cool. It's not. It's not. It's insulting. So hopefully on the other side of the aisle, Cologne, Hector Balderas, and then of course, Tim Keller is going to try and make nice with these guys. Hopefully they're going to do their part to go ahead and garner up what little power that they can possibly get because, you know, this isn't the first loss for them. Cologne has lost successive times, but again, he's easily the most connected guy. You don't raise $1.7 million and lose in a primary and then say, hey, We'll all come together now. No, you don't do that. Brian Cologne wanted that job. And he had to fight Raul Torres for it. And this is the perfect opportunity. Republicans, here it is, right here on your doorstep. Are we ready? Prepare. Where's Steve? Where's Chairman Pierce? Where's he at? We've got an important announcement. I will make it tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk about uh, our role in all of this. And I think that that's an important thing. So we do have to talk a little bit more about that. And I think that that's important. Um, folks, we won't have a radio station in four years if Michelle Lujan Grisham is governor. And one way or the other, it just won't happen. There, there will be no Kiva. There will be no state. There will be nothing here to fight for. Dowd won't be here. He'll be back in the apple orchards of Connecticut. It's just, it's just, it's that simple. Understand that. People feel dejected, like they're picking up, and they're like, oh, I should move. No, don't move. Stay here. Okay, One more time. One more time, please. That's all I ask for you guys to do. 550-5500. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Hey, Eddie, I just thought I'd tell you I agree with everything you're saying. Um, Lujan and, and, and Heinrich and all them, go back to Italy in the 40s <clears throat> during the war, and what did they do to Mussolini? What did his own people do to him? They strung him up. Well, I believe the Democratic Party. What you're saying, they're going to do a Mussolini on these people. It's not really, not literally, but I mean, they're going to throw them, they're going to throw them under the bus or whatever. But that's what's going to happen. But Jeremy Gay, I say gay all the way. I'm so gay. I like, I like Jeremy Gay. He looks manly. He looks like an attorney general. Now, Brian Cologne and uh, what's the other one there? Raul Soros. Torres. Soros. They, yeah. They're hand models. This yeah. guy's not a hand model. <laughs> this guy's manly. And um, I, I hope Jeremy beats him over the head as far as his Soros connections and all the money he took from Soros and the whole APD thing with the DOJ taking orders from, uh, oh, yeah, the DOJ that got caught trafficking guns in New Mexico. I hope he pounds him on that. What I wanted to ask you was, did what did Audrey Trujillo was he 
did she? She's running against Blouse Oliver, right? No, she's not running against anybody until the uh, generals. So just she made it through. I think the Secretary of State. They yeah. have a new candidate uh, right out uh, because Blouse <laughs> Oliver's uh, termed out. Right. Uh, oh no, 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 Maggie. No, no, Maggie's running again. Yeah. Oh, is she really? Yep. 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 Trujillo well, versus Toulouse Oliver. Yep. Audrey Trujillo, as far as just looks alone, we want looks. Has definitely got it over the Laos Oliver. The Laos has got to go. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> the the Laos Oliver. I like that. Nice I like that. I like that. Nice. I like that. So, right, that's, that's all I got to say. And right. uh, I, I did vote for Greg Zanetti. I voted for uh, Sanchez, but yep. they didn't get it. But I'm, you know, I'm going to support Ron Getty. I mean, we we have to. Out of boy. So, there you go. That's yeah, that's gonna... it. And I'm going to support our police officer. What's her name there? Uh, Michelle Garcia. Michelle she needs to. Yeah. She needs to drop the homes and just Michelle Garcia. Yeah, that's right. There we go. That would be a new person. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't think her husband would like that very much. I think that's. Her, I know, but I think it's her campaign New Mexico, manager. and um, it's problem is the first name Michelle. It's the same thing as the fat little Chihuahua. But I, I'm so used to calling her the fat little Chihuahua. That's what I call her. Yeah. So. There you go. But, okay, Eddie, you have a good day. All right, you too as well. I Bye. can't take the other uh, calls that are there, but um, there you go. So I don't know what else to say here. Um, no hand models. No hand models in elective office in New Mexico. You know, maybe it's just <sighs> thinking, but I think it's an opportunity. I don't know, you know, that we're organized to go ahead and achieve this, but uh, I'm going to do the best I can because I, I, I don't care. Like, it's anybody but Michelle, but uh, now it's all in for Ron Ketty. All in, and every single person down ballot. And my my door remains open. I am leaning toward voting for Ron Ketty. Okay, there you go. I just don't go squishy, Mark. Don't go squishy for the general. Uh, no, I think he'll nail it uh, top to bottom. I don't think that there'll be uh, any question uh, at all about that. I think he ran an impeccable um, campaign for the primary. I think we'll see that uh, being run the same exact way. It's going to have to be. Uh, perfect, and still that won't be enough against these cheating Democrats. But uh, we are going to, you know, get that over the line. You got to help them, and it is up to you, folks. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Hit the top of the hour news, hour two, just for you, right here at the ABQ on AM sixteen hundred KIV Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, on am Howard Duke, coming at you from the ABQ. Glad to be here with you and yours here for this uh, post-election, uh, I don't know, commentary, I would probably say. A lot of just reform, <coughs> excuse me, thoughts uh, this afternoon and just the opportunities and where things exist for us. Uh, as Republicans, or may I just say for New Mexico. I mean, at this point, you have to understand that the, the Democrat Party of the state of New Mexico no longer represents you. Uh, they've sold you out at every opportunity. They placate you with, oh, we'll reimburse you because the gas prices are too high. We'll give you money back, you know, because, I don't know, I guess uh, the, 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 your, your house burned down and 
we're going to start giving you money back for that. Oh, we'll keep you at home because you're sick and it's not your fault. And, you know, there's every other idiot out there that's now wearing a mask, which is you know, completely stupid. Uh, this coming out, media advisory, media advisory, public notice, intent to reimburse eligible applicants to repair or place facilities damaged by wildfires. FEMA has posted a public no Who cares? <coughs> Who cares? Why does everybody need to know about this? If they were really working on this, wouldn't they have a list of all the victims and wouldn't they be just making them whole in terms of the amount of time they lost, the work, their homes, their property? I don't know, the fact that they probably won't be able to grow crops for the next 20, 25 years. Right? But no, they got to do a, an APB, FEMA news desk, media advisory, because Michelle Lujan Grisham is running to become the second term governor of the state of New Mexico. This notice applies to all individual assistance program for individual, blah, 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 blah. blah. Who cares? Again, wouldn't you have contacted each one of these victims individually? Oh, no, but because... Shelohan Grisham has to make sure that FEMA has doing this on her behalf. FEMA, state of New Mexico, seal of approval. FEMA has posted the public notice regarding its intent to reimburse. Don't you know? It wasn't our fault. This is the federal government. FEMA's coming in to go ahead and make sure. Uh, you, you think that's Joe Biden's administration? You're absolutely right it is. This notice applies to the individual assistance program for it. Oh, it's always government programs, right? Keep them fat and happy. Bread and circuses. Applies to individual assistance program for the individual and household applicants, as well as the hazard mitigation grant program. Hey, um, Sally, that we're going to get the HMGP money. I think that's going to be coming in four to six weeks, and it wasn't good. Thank you so much, Michelle O'Hunger. Thank you, Democrat. Can't you just hear this disgusting conversation? Oh, it wasn't her fault. She didn't want it to happen. Oh, let's talk about the last three to four years and policymaking. We get to pick this stuff apart, right? From the fact that you couldn't go and remove the trees to sell for Christmas, or you couldn't manage your own parks, or you were restricted from going camping. I don't know. They had so many restrictions. So much of that precipitated what led to the largest forest fire in the state of New Mexico history. Someone's got to be responsible for that in the state of New Mexico. How come the buck doesn't stop with Michelle Lujan Grisham? Well, because the media says this is what Michelle Lujan Grisham is telling you must be true about this is the federal government. Who's running the Forest Service? As Dowd corrected me the other day, not the Department of the Interior. It is a Department of Ag. Department of Ag. But this charade continues. Like, there's so much help that she's been getting, even from FEMA. This is just earned media, front page news. Like the biggest thing that we're going to see uh, from the journal on Ron Ketty is this. The journal will be right back in Michelle Lujan Grisham's court. Ron Ketty is GOP nominee, ex-meteorologist to face. What, how about Republican candidate wins with 60% strong because they, they don't care about that. Impressive victory would be a title I would have written for one of those articles. Impressive. Clean election. Man ready to lead this state back. Uh, Ronchetti finishes strong in five-member field, I, I would say would be a very appropriate headline. Gets nearly two-thirds in a five-member field. That uh, impress More impressive 
than what Governor Martinez did when she first went. I think she was in a five-person field, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Went back in the day. Well, I think do some was, digging on that. I think she did. She got 51 percent in a five-person field. That that would be no, but of course the media is not going to do that. The media is going to be helping Michelle Lujan Grisham at every turn. And you, you'll be like, oh, I'm not going to show up to vote. It's not going to count anyway. You're the problem. Ron Ketty did his part. Their campaign did their part. You need to do your part. Wait, there's a movie, 2,000 Mules? Oh, see, your vote doesn't count. It doesn't really matter. No, that's the reason to turn out twice, three times. Go and try to vote three, four, five times. By the way, you can't sue me for saying that. Just so you know, if I tell you to go go vote multiple times, you cannot sue me for saying that. Because we know other places that they're telling you to go ahead and vote multiple times as well. And I could just say, oh, that's a joke. I didn't really mean it. And if even if I did mean it, it's all up to the, I could tell you to do whatever you want. Go jump off a bridge. Oh, he told me to jump off a bridge. What are you going to do? Understand the opportunity here. And let's, let's get into it because... This is really coming from the federal angle, right? I mean, you got people standing in front of uh, Justice Kavanaugh's house now getting charged with attempted murder. Like, how much do they hate Republicans? All you have to do is look at New Mexico or look at when it comes to these really hot button issues. Boy, I can't believe I used that term. Hot button issues, abortion. Armed man arrested near Kavanaugh's home hit with attempted murder charge admits disturbing motive. Thing? That's pretty awesome. Uh, you, you wouldn't have thought the attempted murder was happening. They thought that this was okay. Shouldn't some of the uh, people who were grilling Kavanaugh also be charged in all this, given how much they hated him? Do you remember this? Do you remember Kamala Harris drilling Kavanaugh? Do you remember these people? I think there's like three or four different... Uh, presidential candidates up on there their behavior was despicable as despicable probably even more than this man waving a gun running around in front of kavanaugh wanting to hit take him out the armed california man arrested near the maryland home of the supreme court justice brett kavanaugh has been identified as nicholas john roski law enforcement sources tell fox news roski of simi valley california was carrying a gun knife pepper spray when he arrested, had made violent threats against Kavanaugh. Roski was picked up on a nearby street after calling police on 911 to report himself. Probably thought he was going to be rewarded. And why wouldn't he be? The media rewards all these people who are going against Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh's a racist. Kavanaugh's a rapist. Kavanaugh's a terrible human being. He needs to be removed. How dare those Republicans decide to go ahead and place him? How dare, that's Donald Trump's legacy. These people feel empowered to do that because that's how insane the media has made them. Criminal complaint obtained by Fox shows that Roski is being charged with attempting to murder a Supreme Court justice. Opportunity. He told officers that he wanted to give his life purpose and purchase the gun and other items for the purpose of breaking into Kavanaugh's home and killing the justice and then himself. He admitted in a second interview with the FBI of his intent to kill Kavanaugh and himself, according to an affidavit of the criminal complaint. 
He also told detectives he was upset about the leak of the recent Supreme Court draft decision regarding the right to an abortion as well as the recent school shooting in Evaldi, Texas. How many more people are out there just like Ross? What if they were organized to go do it independently? If I fail, then you get you be next. If you don't fail, if you fail, then next in line, next in line, next in line. How far are we away from that? We're one step. The next person, one step. And they're being activated by their activist politicians. Their activist politicians are encouraging and emboldening these people because the real hate is coming from the left side, right? Why do you think that we've been overrun so badly here in the state of New Mexico? Because Republicans have been demonized and people here, their media has been completely controlled. You know, if you, you go to a place like Salt Lake City or, you know, Phoenix, Arizona, or Boulder, Colorado, like at least you have sort of different uh, views from the media. Here it's one consolidated liberal leftist progressive view all across three networks. And it's like, they have no idea. It's literally a repetition of the story. Well, that's what's happening when these people are getting caught up on the Mother Jones liberal network of CNN, MSNBC, CNBC. I mean, take your pick of all the ABC, NBC, CBS. And they hear this stuff, and then they hear the you know late-night talkers talk about this, and they get to go ahead and you know bully whatever right-wing politicians out there, and they bully, bully, bully. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Then they sit there and listen on Saturday Night Live, and that's funny, that's funny, that's funny. I mean, is there any reason why Roski doesn't multiply, why there isn't thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of Roskis around? Who might feel like they might be rewarded. I'll, I'll give you what I mean. How is this any different than the man who wanted to impress uh, a famous actress back in the early 80s? I wanted to show her what I could do. Talking about Hinckley. Feeling like a champion, wanted to impress him. This is just a step further. This is somebody who is politically emboldened to do so because all the materials that they're propagandizing out there is getting people to think like this. And the media and the politicians and the people who are activating are all culpable right along Roski. Because Lord knows you've made us culpable You've made the Tucker Carlsons, you've made the Eddie Aragons, you've made the Dowd Muscas, all culpable whenever something comes from the right side. Oh, you like guns. You decided to embolden this guy, and you, you told him that he, he must have felt justified after listening to your broadcast, television broadcast, reading your paper, reading your book. He owned a various paraphernalia propaganda, including the books written by D. Dowd Muska, Eddie Aragon, and Tucker Carlson. Like, we are at that point. We're definitely at that point. So what is that point? Can we can we label it? Can we talk about what it might be? Because we're sort of coming in out of this haze of, you know, masking and vaccine and COVID and then Black Lives Matter. Oh, yeah, Black Lives Matter. Now, LGBTQ. So while we're coming out of all this haze, we're like, whoa, that was BS. Black Lives Matter, that's a, that's a load of, that's a load of hooey. Boy, that COVID, that was a huge load of hooey that everybody bought out, right? LGBTQ Pride Month, even Elon Musk is like, oh, here it comes, right? I would even say the free speech thing and the insurrection stuff, that's a load of hooey too, right? We can say that now. We're all fair in saying all this stuff. It's just 
propaganda after propaganda after propaganda. So we can finally get to a point where we can start to have a, oh, I don't even know what, what, what to believe, who to believe anymore. I'm not sure what to think, what to say, what to do. And you're like, well, I can listen to Eddie Aragon, and he's going to tell me that we're at a point where this is what civil war looks like. And that's what this is. This is cleanly labeled civil war. When people are emboldened by the propaganda that they hear, to feel justified and there's no criminality when it comes across this stuff. You cannot tell me that that person isn't carrying out the instructions from what they're hearing out there. And you think I'm going to be responsible for something that happens. I can say whatever I want well within my rights to do so, but I aren't, I am not telling people to go out and do these things. They're telling people on the left to go out and do these things even to create fake hoaxes, hoax crimes. That's what they do. Like they invent stuff. People on the right, well, who would ever think about doing about that? Well, you better start thinking about doing it, I suppose, because it's the only way to win. Get attention, get coverage, create a story. I think there was a trial. It's all about story after story after story. None of it was actually real. It's just like, who do you believe? She's crazier than he is, so we're going to believe him. And he's pretty darn crazy. How different are we than that whole entire, and I watched zero of it. I know nothing about the outcome. I know someone owed somebody else money, and it was two crazy people. We have crazy on the right. We have crazy on the left now, too, right? Crazy, crazy. You're like, oh, vax, no vax. Masks, no masks, you know? Black lives matter. No, they don't matter. You know, LGBTQ, no LGBTQ. Like, it's all crazy. Like, honestly, I'm sort of at this libertarian position. I was like, just who cares? I don't really care about any of it. Nothing has anything to do with me. Stay out of my way, but I do know my rights. And if you infringe upon my rights, I have the second amendment to protect the first. And I will utilize that, including my personal home and property. Now, <clears throat> let's kind of bring this back a little, because this is a lot to deal with. Because we're dealing about things in a very abstract, in a very large sort of, I don't know, intangible scale, okay? Because you can apply this to anything. You have to look at this in the year 2022, and you have to look at no matter who's coming at you, is coming at you within a message and an agenda. We're now so completely separated that that's all there can be. There's no time for truth anymore. There's which agenda is going to win out. We've reached a point where it doesn't matter what the facts are. It's who's screaming their facts louder and getting their facts more attention. That's a scary point, by the way, in society. It's also called war. You can't tell if the United States is right or wrong. In Vietnam, you didn't know what was right or wrong. You just know that there was two, two agendas. There's this side, they didn't like that side, and that side didn't like this side. Inevitably, you were thinking, like, well, can't they just come together? There's no way they can come together because they have different facts. It's sort of like when you, you get to this point with your partner, your wife, your husband, et cetera, et cetera, and you both went through the same exact situation, and he or she has a completely different version of a situation in which you were both involved in, okay? And the only thing that can come out of that is pure war. Like, you will not stop. Well, I looked at it this way, and here's my perspective. Well, I looked at it this way. This is my perspective. And you are disagreeing on first principle. First principle is... What you 
experience. There is no coming back from that point. There has to be a, and it's a zero-sum game, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And in this particular case, they understand, meaning the other side from us, they understand that when they win, the other side needs to be destroyed. The Republicans haven't really consumed this position yet, okay? They don't understand the zero-sum game that has been established. And a zero-sum game is in any, any situation in which there's two parties that are fundamentally disagree, right, from the start to finish, okay? Republicans are like, well, it'd be better if we work across the aisle and we can figure out a meeting place. And like, no, 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 <laughs> not happening, okay? We have to destroy the other side completely, okay? The Democrats have been very good at destroying the Republicans, okay? There are no rules. The only rule is do whatever it takes to win, okay? That also means the complete and total breakdown of society. You have to understand that, okay? But that, that's where we're at because we decided we wanted to make politics more important than the actual fact. We decided we didn't want to get along. We didn't. We decided we didn't want to pay attention to policy papers. We decided that it was more important for me. I, I literally stood in front of the White House, and the man was mixing pieces and putting pieces together of Donald Trump, making him say things that he didn't say. And some silver hair ponytail guy rode up on his bike, and I said this, and he literally handed the guy $10 and says, thank you for what you're doing. You're doing good work. And he was literally fabricating lies right in front of the White House when I was there in Washington, D.C. recently. And I said, my gosh, can you imagine not caring about what actual truth is? Well, when you have no values, when you don't believe, when you don't have a, a fundamental basis in which you've established your belief, then you don't care any longer. So what else do you have other than to win? And you will be a win at all costs. What does that mean? Well, we'll just establish anything for the sake of making you feel uncomfortable with facts that you don't know anything about. So I can turn a man into a man, woman, 57 different genders. There's nothing you could do to tell me. You're like, well, I'll go ahead and fight for your right to go ahead and defend that. Like, I won't. Because I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not that guy. I'm going to destroy your myth in your mind that tells me that there can be any more than two genders a man and a woman, because you're trying to destroy my worldview. The fundamental facts is we both went to birth. Both of us received a birth certificate and we were both given a gender. And now it's climbed and escalated to such a point where they don't even establish genders at certain hospitals. And you're like, we don't want to support that hospital. We don't want to have a child at the hospital because who knows? You can come out and say, well, it came out with a penis, but I'm going to call it a female. We're at that point. Do you, do you see, do you get where I'm coming from with this? If you understand what I'm saying, you'll also understand that your reality is being destroyed, even if that reality in your own mind can't be questioned. It's the ultimate gaslighting. It's the ultimate immoral relativism. It's the ultimate quicksand. It's a such a slippery slope that you can't escape. So you don't accept their first principle. You don't let them change their facts. What are the facts? Break it down, okay? 
Unemployment, it's a fact. We have never been at a higher level or 50th for a longer period of time than we have under Michelle Lujan Grisham's administration. That is a fact, 100% fact, okay? Their version is, well, we've had to weather the storm. New Mexico's had some other problems. We might be 50th, but if you really look at it, if you compare the fact that she has increased the number of jobs faster than 38 different states, changing the argument, changing the argument, changing the argument. Okay. You don't let them get away from that. Okay. Now, newspapers, Albuquerque Journal, KOB Channel 4, KOAT Channel 7, CBS, uh, KRQE Channel 13, where Mark uh, Ron Ketty was the weatherman. Okay. Mark didn't get to just create his facts. He was right or wrong. Okay. Here's what, this is what, we have a 60%, you know, 40%, this, like, it was all fractions and things he had to sort of, you know, it's a lot of guesstimating because, you know, weather's weird, right? Other things can impact it. Can't be exact, but you're a wonder grounder like I am. It, it can be pretty exact. But here, here's, here's where you need to pay attention, and this is, this is vital. This is important, okay? In any argument that you get with these people, ask them to present the facts first, Period. Politically, you want me to accept your version of what the reality is? Well, let's actually go to a place where we can agree upon. Why is why why won't these be government statistics? Because you can't trust the government on their statistics now. So now we're at a point where you have to figure out what is your basis for understanding that. If your stats are from that, it's like, well, I don't trust those. Those are from Fox News. Those are from the CDC. Those are from, I don't know. XYZ or whatever polling, whatever it happens to be. Okay. You can start to destroy the other side's arguments by disagreeing with what the reality is, but it doesn't happen unless we have actually increased and multiplied the number of people that are acknowledging the reality of what exists. Now, the reality of what actually exists, if you look at this, what you're experiencing isn't relative. Oh, my pain is like, you know, gas prices are X and it's all impacting us X amount. Poor people, it impacts us a little bit more. Rich people impact us a little bit less. But by and large, it impacts everything the same. Everyone's having to pay more for something. You can't disagree with that. It is a fact. Okay. There's an absolute fact. And of course, there are things like, you know, price regulations and, you know, things that you can't do gouging and, and things like that. So that's all within fairness. But the Democrats would come and tell you, it's like, well, the economy is doing quite well. Janet Yellen comes out, and, and you have conservative networks coming out. Janet Yellen has come out today and said, the economy is performing well. Well, according to who? And according to what? And what authority does Janet Yellen have to say that things are going pretty well? There is no authority she has. Because my own personal reality sucks, and so does everybody else that I know, and it sucks. So stop telling me what my what you think my, my reality is when we all know that it's pretty bad. But these people are getting gaslit and they're being forced into an expectation that the other side is always cheating. So they're willing to go and accept and get screwed from this side because they think that getting screwed actually from this side is better than the projected screwing that they would get from the other side. See, and it goes for both sides, right and left. Like this is so good. If, you, if I could just get you to focus on this one thing, then you can take this 
and extrapolate it across any field, no matter what it is, anywhere you go. And this is a teaching how to think, that you start to look at truth has been destroyed, war is on, we are in a civil war, and facts don't care about your feelings. But feelings are changing all the facts. That's the one part where Ben Shapiro fails to go ahead and educate you. Feelings are changing all the facts. I feel this, so it must be true. I feel you're racist, so you are racist. I feel like you don't like me, so you must be homophobic, anti-transgender, anti-whatever. And now I'm telling you, you have to own these things and be able to explain your positions on things and be willing to destroy the other side because they are willing to destroy you and they're willing to destroy and murder people and they're willing to destroy the institutions and the very, very beginning of this greatest of civilizations, they're willing to destroy our constitution just so that they can go ahead and change all the facts that exist. Oh, we don't believe in your Bible. It's all a myth. It's all, it's all a myth. Nobody cares about your Bible. Well, that's what I believe. Okay. And I'm going to stick with this and I'm going to tell you that you're wrong in next way. We got to keep forcing these conversations and not being afraid to have them. If you don't stand up for your values and what you believe and be able to back it up with conversation and facts and cite this stuff, then you're going to lose the argument. And these are going to be kitchen table conversations over Christmas, over Thanksgiving, over trick-or-treaters showing up at your door. It's like, oh, that offends me. I'm like, this offends me because of X, Y, and Z. I'm not giving you any candy. If you can't do that, you're probably not strong. Yeah, I can I can discriminate on my own front door. I don't like your costume. It sucks. Get out of here. Scram. You're on private property. You look hostile to me. You don't look like a trick-or-treater, right? I, I know that sounds kind of harsh and tough, but honestly, I, I think it calls for this time because everyone's out to get something over on everybody else. That is war. That is what civil war is all about. So leave it all out on the field this year, folks. But don't go into an argument unarmed, without facts. And don't act like, oh, oh, everything's okay. You should go into more situations where you're, I'm not okay with this. No, I don't want my children around X, Y, and Z. No, I don't like the fact that you know, my, my priest is gay down on Immaculate Conception, and I'm going to speak up and say something about it. No, I am going to tell you that Michelle Lujan Grisham is responsible for the forest fires, and here's why. And here's the litany of facts, and I was able to gather them from rockoftalk.chat, or I was able to get them from the radio show that I was listening to, and here's what they presented, and it's out there. And if, it must, if it's not true, then I imagine there would be a defamation suit against them. We should talk about defamation. Because a lot of you are afraid to say things about people. You know, it's next to impossible, next to impossible to prove defamation. You can say almost anything. And I see so many of you afraid to speak up and speak out. Oh, I don't want to offend the wrong people. Oh, you know, those people like me. Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to get audited. I'm afraid uh, they're going to come after me. I'm afraid they're going to come after my family. Stop. They've already come after you, your family. They already have slain and done everything they possibly can to ruin you and your lives and drive you from your homes. You're like, oh, I don't want to speak up too loudly. 
like, oh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be just be aware mass. We do what they say, and they're going to take care of us. They always make us whole. I think the check in this uh, this organization is going to make sure that this media advisory from FEMA, they're going to uh, they post, post a public notice, and it's going to be fine. If we speak up too loudly, we're not going to get that money from FEMA. All the people of Colfax, Lincoln, Morris, San Miguel, and Valencia, we're all eligible to repair and replace it. If we say something, we complain, we're not going to get it. And you literally have people believing that. Right. You're, you, I don't know if you guys heard me on, on Saturday when I was with Dr. Summers. Did you see what I did to the, the, the woman who called in? She called in. Porajito. Felt so bad for her. She was this nice old lady. You know, you can see it in people's heads when they're older, they're more frail, they're afraid. They're always looking for answers. They're looking for somebody to trust. And a lot of these people are looking for somebody to trust because we know that they can be trusted. They don't think for a second that, you know, they, they walk out into a world. They grew up in a different world. These are like 70, 80-year-old people. And they immediately start wanting to trust and get along. I called the radio show. Started talking to Dr. Summers about something. And then she said, well, my doctor yelled at me. My doctor started yelling at me, said, how come you're not vaxxed? If you don't get vaxxed, I'm not going to take care of you. I'm like, oh, your doctor yelled at you? And then she, she asked the question after she made the statement that her doctor yelled at her. She said, should I keep my doctor? I immediately scratched my head and I'm thinking to myself, can you imagine being in such a bad position that you are forced to accept somebody yelling at you and deciding whether or not in your frail old age, and she might have cancer, she might have something that is terminal, she might have anything, whether or not she should keep her doctor. And she's literally willing to tolerate being yelled at because she may not be able to find a doctor. You know what that's called? That's called intimidation and bullying. Yep. Big time. And once you decide to accept that, and I, I mean, like, stop right there. Like, and remember, Dr. Summers, you know, he's a doctor. He's older, right? And Dr. Summers isn't quite as aggressive and combative as I am. You know? And so I'm like, would you be willing to give me the number of the doctor? Would you be willing to give me the number of the doctor who, who you went to, who yelled at you? And she did it. I was like, oh. Boy, you don't give a guy like me the phone. No, no. It's like, this is perfect. Wait, not only did she come up and give her story, then she doubled down on it, and she texted me the number, and I have her number, right? Now, this is this is uh, elder abuse as far as I'm concerned. I think of immediately my grandparents and my, parent, my grandparents getting taken advantage of. Like, uh, you know, it, it, how dare you talk to old people like this? In any way, shape, and form. Okay. And let me let me let me go. I immediately went to. It was this was Saturday. I was, I was I was so excited, and I went I went to the thing and I said, "Oh, come on, come on." I said, "Let me just call it." I didn't have to say the number of the doctor. I didn't have to do anything. Hello, you have reached the office of Doctors Lewicki and Rudolph, and nurse practitioners Desiree Sanchez and Crystal Lewis Hicks. If this is an emergency, please hang up and dial nine one one. 
If you need immediate assistance, please call 505-857-3844. Our office is open eight. Sue me. I want you to sue me. All those doctors, get all your money, and I want you to sue me. And then I'm going to take your patient that you yelled at and you forced into a forced vaccination saying that you would not treat them and that you would violate your own Hippocratic oath and informed consent, two pieces, two pieces. One, you will not treat. Two, she did not have informed consent, but you tried to intimidate her to taking that. That's bullying and politicizing your own practice for the purposes of achieving your agenda. You see, folks, this civil war that happened is in a number of different fields in a number of different ways. You have to be aware of what it is. And we have the means when a woman is courageous enough to present her story here on air. I didn't say the name. I didn't have to say the name. I have a phone number for two people. Her, her story against theirs. By the way, that is her talking about her medical conditions. I didn't say what her medical conditions were, right? She's, not, she's under no obligation to disclose anything. She chose to do so. What, would, what could be worse? The third tier, the, the third leg of this stool is what? Can you imagine actually coming after me after their patient came to us and asked for me to disclose who it was as I have a recording on my radio station of the woman who did not state her name and you asking me to go ahead and disclose the name of your patient that you yelled at? How quickly the tables turn in the uh, sort of pivots of power. And I think this goes for every doctor out there who might have fun at their patient's expense, who might prescribe them an extra pill or two, who might decide to go and try out some level of whatever because their insurance company can pay for it because you're not trying to heal. You're just wanting to try it out because these are a bunch of human guinea pigs that are coming in or who maybe you just want to achieve some sort of political dominance over. I am the man standing up for that woman and leveraging what I have against those people who decided to try and intimidate a frail old woman who is just looking for advice, who at the conclusion of it all just wanted to know, should I keep my doctor? Trust has been completely and totally eliminated. There is no trust. Where there is no trust and there is no truth, there is no society. You have a complete and total breakdown. You're now on a slippery slope on everything from, I don't know how much this is going to cost, or I don't know who to vote for, or I don't know which uh, you know, email to go ahead and trust. Like It is so bad in, a, in, a, in such an exacting world where we know to the millisecond where we know to, you know, I have your last phone calls recorded for the last 10 years. We can try, we can data, and it's all going one way, but not the other. And I feel bad. Yes, I feel bad. I don't know if any of this stuff is truthful, but I feel bad. And maybe it's changing my fact, right? I think you all feel the same way I do. And if you guys don't stand up and defend the defenseless, if you don't stand up and defend yourself, if you're like, hey, it's okay to have a drag queen walk through because I don't want the drag queen to feel bad while she's flaunting her junk in your kid's face, then you are the problem. 
because you did nothing to stop that from happening. And if you want to go out and, you know, intimidate your kid and say, well, you're not allowed to do this, that, and the other and make it like it's their problem, it's not their problem. Kids are defenseless. They only know what you've taught them and what you've allowed to happen in their lives. And if you allow certain things to happen in their lives and they say, oh, my, my kid's fighting back against me, it's because he's influenced by the wrong people. It's because you didn't influence them enough. Because you didn't take interest enough in their own activities. Because you didn't try to be cool. Because you just tried to straighten them out all the time. And you didn't try to understand what they were learning and what you were competing against. The Civil War is in every part of our society. From your kids to your dogs. Yes, your dogs. You see it. Doubt, doubt is it experiences this. Every turf war they could possibly flaunt, it's all coming from the left. People, right, like, well, I just want to go to work. I just want to, you know, pay my bills, have a good life, and live honestly. People are left like, well, who do we blame for all the bad things that have happened? People with money. The people who fund the government. The people who do all the good things in society. The people who invent stuff and open businesses. Generally, the people who don't work for government. I'll leave it there. 550 5500 that's 550 5500 we got a lot of text uh is Eddie, regarding raul torres and brian colon both are horrible choices for new mexico yeah yeah i know that I mean, hopefully we'll well i'm not a democrat or i don't pretend to know the mind or intentions of one i did view raul torres's win over brian Colon as an odd referendum in that they rejected Colon's stance to abolish and defund the police for torres is that like there's like zero truth in any of the, 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 the text that I'm reading. There's like, oh, I'm just accepting based upon information that I'm receiving being traded, uh, a reality that doesn't exist. Vote for the person that is least likely to screw me. That's about it, right? <clears throat> so provided that Mr. Gay runs a hard-hitting campaign that destroys Raul Torres' record as DA and drives home how Raul is actually the enemy of the people because he's a friend of criminals, hopefully these same voters will also reject. I like hope is not a strategy. We have to inform them. Also reject Tauruses for the same reason that they rejected Cologne. Um, amen. Holy Jesus, I'm sick of these doctors abusing the elderly, Yeti. And just remember, doctors have accidents too. <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I've already had two doctors refuse treatment for me because of not being vaxxed. But what they don't realize is I got a long memory and a short temper. Wow. There it is. Deshaun Watson rethinks life choices after fighting self on Browns. Deshaun Watson, yeah, rehabilitation, right? Apparently, he, the guy doesn't know how to get a massage or something. <clears throat> uh, the children are the future of New Mexico, to a larger extent, the United States. Are they in a better place emotionally, physically, spiritually, than they were in 2018? Listen, New Mexicans, if you vote to put MLG back in office, knowing how she harmed the children with the lockdowns, then know that you have blood on your hands. They're the future. This is an important point, I think, to make. Mm -hmm. You are culpable as far as your vote, and what you support, and your choices. You are culpable. Yeah. Okay. The other side is going to make you culpable. They're going to tar and feather you. This is what they're going to do. This is what, what it is. It's the uh, politics of personal destruction. And you should run the Republican candidate boot camp. These guys are like Marines about reaching out to people not in ivory tower. Indeed. Indeed. There's a very popular mayor in Buffalo. He had a fundraiser, five bucks to get in, and he served grilled hot dogs and Coca-Cola. The president was saying it was okay that people were protesting outside of Supreme Court justice 
menacing is what it is. Uh, cue up Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters, we're going to fight them. We're going to take the fight to them. Like, how is Maxine Waters not in prison? Maxine Waters deserves to be in prison, but they won't put her in prison because she's black. Literally. The woman's black. I think she's got, what, 27 years in Congress, 28 years in Congress. She's passed three bills. And I think two are like memorandums or something. She's passed one bill with her name on it. And he doesn't, she doesn't even live in her own district. And what did she call for? Violence against politicians and people. New Mexico needs to remember this side of our governor when voting in November. Looking for a few good snitches, John Grish, join Grisham Gestapos. Tell your neighbors and your businesses. Yes, there is a um, level uh, to that. Vote early and vote often. LOL. SNL employees, I think you just got this too, Dowd. Oh, yeah, this is good. Wen Ho Lee, Clinton's, Richardson's, North Korea Ambassador, Sovereign Wealth Fund, Epstein. MLG selling PM to uh, Iberdola. Avangrid meeting with China. Pot farms and reservations owned and leased by China. All true, by the way. SNL employees raised, donated 100K. NTES donated 25K. That uh, is coming in. I'm not sure what that last reference is, but uh, talking about how people from the government are donating money to the Democrat Party. Here's proof my Dominion voting machines needs to be replaced in New Mexico. All of it, not just the machines. New Mexico will always be Democrat if this isn't fixed. Vigilantes are needed for justice. Lujan regime needs to be arrested. All of them. Many people feel this way. I mean, you've got such a strong criminal element in the political class in the state of New Mexico. Look who gets rich. I mean, they've got money to throw around for days, for weeks, months, years, whatever. They're all connected. They can do no wrong. Someone finds them out dead on the street, drunk on the street. They can make a phone call at any time to go say, hey, fill me out, bro. Sorry, I got a little bit lit. I'm okay, though, man. You got to be at work tomorrow to run the office of the ABC administration up in Santa Fe. No. But it's okay. Eddie, I'm still waiting for Deb Holland to come against the name Hatch, as in Hatch, New Mexico, because Edward Hatch was an Indian killer. He is who the town Hatch is named for. Interesting. Uh, let's stoke that fire and see how that works. We can email all the nations and ask them what they think about it. We can contact the city of Hatch and let them know that Deb Holland wants their name changed. And then we can get MLG to choose a side with respect to Colorado's chili and New Mexico's hatchet. All over the place. That's funny. I think you're all wet on this one. You greatly overestimate the intelligence of the New Mexico. Gresham <laughs> <laughs> will win over Ron Ketty, uh, with we expect mediocrity. I don't, I don't, I, I am, Ron Ketty will win. And there's no chance of Cologne against Heinrich, an incumbent, and actually defeating him. Just my thoughts, Ben. Ben, thank you. Appreciate that. I like Ben. I like people who call in and disagree and text in and disagree. People should know I'm actually more responsive to people who disagree with me. Eddie, I went to school and graduated with Brian Colon. He's been running for anything and everything since sixth grade. He's <laughs> slick and polished, but I'd still vote for anyone but him. Yeah, but the thing is, is Brian Colon still going to run for something? And we need for him to run against his own party and everything. What will it take to freeze all the Soros Foundation monies? Nothing. You can't do it. What's the murder count? Are we at 67 right now? Is that the latest murder? Uh, you know, it's been a few days since I looked. We were, I think we were 64 the last time. Homicide, homicide. Homicide. <laughs> homicide. I'm talking about homicides and 
EBQ. Oh, no homicide. I hear she has uh, big door knockers. (laughs) 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 Oh, that's funny. Dems are rooting for MGH to win yesterday. Easy opponent. I voted for Louie. Sorry, he's not in. Yeah. I'll be voting for Republican. I'm one. I know you have expressed that Pierce has done better. From the cheap seats, I have zero faith in him to lead the Republican Party. What are your thoughts? I trust you and Down Braden's better than mine's. Mine's is. Uh, there we go. I only have the rock of, uh, yeah, I can't wait to say that uh, on the air, in my ears today. All right. <clears throat> Eddie, speaking of accidents, everyone knows that fentanyl can be used as a weapon. Right, it can actually be aerosolized, and there are studies showing from Russia and China that they're setting up systems to use that. Is that true? Have you ever heard of that? That's Inha- cool. Inhale it like a contact high? Yeah, I guess. But let's well, let the fentanyl flow freely in Albuquerque because that's what's important. Wow. Epic rant, Eddie. I'm convinced we are in a war and there's no Geneva Convention. Yep, there you go. Down, uh, your thoughts there on that uh, long hour two. Well, you know, we kicked things off, Eddie, with uh, this... What else can you call it? A, a, a failed assassination attempt on a, on a member of the Supreme Court. And uh, as much as I loathed RBG, I, I don't. That's not something. You know, assassination was not something I've ever privately or publicly advocated. I, that that's a sign of a uh, a culture in trouble. I, I'm thinking about Nicholas John Roski here. I'm reading the affidavit uh, in support of the criminal complaint. So this is by the FBI. Agent Ian Montijo, uh, the special agent uh, of the Federal Bureau of Ves- Investigation, he once the, the the perp was taken to the Montgomery County Police Department, uh, Second District Precinct, he said that uh, he told the detective he was upset about the leak of a recent Supreme Court draft decision regarding the right to abortion. Interesting phrasing by the FBI agent there, as well as the recent school shooting. In Texas, he indicated that he believed the justice that he intended to kill would side with Second Amendment decisions uh, that would uh, loosen gun control laws. Uh, Roski stated that he began thinking about how to give his life a purpose. That is uh, a very interesting phrase in this affidavit. Uh, And and to to even compound the problem there, he decided that he would give his life a purpose by killing the Supreme Court justice. Uh, He would get into the House, and after killing the justice, he would kill himself, meaning that would basically be his life's work. Uh, That's some scary, 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 scary stuff. You know, we asked yesterday... Uh, uh, Suicide bombers do this. This is why... This yeah. is why suicide bombers are undefeatable. Uh, yeah, uh, right. Uh, if they're determined enough, they'll find they can find a way. Um, G.K. Chesterton. I'm I'm working on uh, a Chesterton quote for tomorrow's uh, Daily Blast, and one of his best quotes was, "Is that they? It isn't that they can can't see the solution. It's that they can't see the problem." And I, and I think uh, we'll have uh, all sorts of debate back and forth about uh, this, this assassination attempt, and we're never really going to look at the real problem. And if, you're, if your life is so mean, is meaningless, and uh, you know, all the data show the epidemic of loneliness, the deaths of despair, I, I have a cousin who killed himself a couple years ago, fit the, the classical, I mean, the classic prototype that the, the sociologists have identified, non-college educated, middle-aged white male without a lot of social context, uh, contacts in his life. Uh, he fit the profile uh, exactly. Um, when you lose sight of the importance of people and purpose in your life, you fall for 
really sicko stuff. And I'll bring Andrea Romero into it. A, a, you know, this this lunatic that we were talking about yesterday, who says that women were treated as if they were non-human in America. All the men over the centuries who sacrificed for their wives and stayed loyal to their wives and built a house and a home and an income for their wives and children. She actually believes that nonsense. I'm not saying that Andrea Romero is a potential assassin. Don't 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 make that uh, claim about me. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that this potential murderer and Ms. Romero, they really are, they have something in common, which is they have lost sight of, of, of real meaning and real purpose and real human contact in their lives to the extent that they embrace truly kooky ideas. And in the case of this, this guy, even to the point of, of, of actually committing violence. And uh, we have a, a crisis of the soul in this country. We, we will not discuss that because it, we want to discuss sexuality and race and gun control and all these peripheral stuff, because we can't get to the core of the loneliness epidemic. The fact that we have, uh, I had a quote from the Pope Benedict a couple days in, in the, um, in the daily blast about how, we are we are imposing a dictatorship of moral relativism that holds out that you know the highest point of your life uh, is you know is whatever you determine to be right. You know there's no external standards by which that you need to compare yourself and aspire to. And I think that kind of emptiness, that utter emptiness that exists in the heart and soul and mind of so many Americans, it manifests itself in a really ugly way in terms of an attempted assassination, but it also manifests itself in political and ideological activism that really makes life worse for the rest of us while at the same time the people committing you know putting these policies in place think they're making life better for the rest of us uh we are in a sad sick place in this country and following chesterton's advice we are not looking uh at the problem it's 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 not that they don't grasp the solutions it's they don't even understand the problem we have gone down a very dark path eddie and i Every time something really ha horrible happens in America, lockdown, another school shooting, uh, potential assassination attempt on a Supreme Court justice, I always think, you know, we've reached cultural rock bottom. We will look back in 10 or 50 years and we will say, this is when we started to wise up, when we came together, when we started to recognize, you know, the older, more meaningful principles and values of our country. But we just don't make that U-turn, Eddie. And I, I, I'd love to say that the Kavanaugh potential assassin maybe will turn things around. But I've seen so many of these examples, and we just keep going down that darker and darker path. When you say so, turn things around, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What were you thinking that our reaction should be? Well, an aware, uh, an awareness of the fundamental problems in the in, in the country. You know, the emptiness. No, that's uh, what I was talking about. So where we've where we've left, where we've gone past this, is they've taken the modes that have worked for other people, which is why I related this immediately to suicide bombings. As we know that this is a, a group of people, people who are Muslim, Islam, and they say, "Oh, well, that's not a majority. That's not what we believe in." Yet it continues to happen. I think even in India today. They're threatening to go suicide bomb like half of India, uh, these various places. Why are they doing it? Because uh, Muhammad is being is uh, uh, being insulted, and they have justified this in their writing. Uh, there's been different scholars who have said no, they're not justifying it. And you know, we of Islam, and I, I, I talked to the imam here locally when they had the uh, suicide bombers, and then what happened on the Friday the 13th killings. Uh, in November back in 2015. Like, we, we've had these, and you try to get these these people to decry what has happened and what they've done, and you never get them to fully commit to that. And so this is exactly what the politicians 
they will never decry what uh, this guy. They're not going to come out and shake their fists and say, we we do not support this position. When you have Maxine Waters or Kamala Harris or whoever it is out there says, by anything, by any means necessary is what they are doing. And so imagine, for if you will, the words of those politicians being just like their Quran, right? That is what they are. They, that's what they're pushing out there. So this crazed guy, uh, which, you know, he's not crazy, according to leftists. This crazed guy, Leska, what was his name? Uh, Nicholas John Reski. Reski? Something like that. Goes out there, and it's like, we're going to take out Kavanaugh. We don't like the fact that this stuff has been leaked. We know it was leaked by leftists. That dialogue has completely changed because it's been news cycled out. I mean, wash, rinse, repeat, and then do it a lot faster. Uh, The quicker they can do it, the better that they can uh, uh, clear this out. But if you go to Islam and you look up whether or not this is supported, excerpts from their fatwa by a scholar, Sheikh Oyari, explaining in depth why suicide bombings and killing of civilians, including Muslims, by the use of them as human shields is permissible according to their religion. Now think about that. And liberalism, according to their religion, right? The religion is liberalism, meaning all oh, things for anybody who's against anything that we're doing, okay? We've arrived at a conclusion that martyrdom operations are permissible. And in fact, the muhajid who is killed in them is better than one who is killed fighting in the ranks. The man was looking for purpose. He literally wrote it. I'm looking for purpose. I'm going to kill Brett Kavanaugh, and then I'm going to turn around and kill myself, and I will have served my life's purpose. How is that any different than being a radical jihadist? In the spirit of Islam, we have arrived at a conclusion that martyrdom operations are permissible, and the fact that Muhajid, who is killed in them, is better than the one who is killed fighting in the ranks. For there are gradations, even among martyrs, corresponding to the role, action, effort, risk, undertaken. Then we explain how martyrdom operations are the least costly in the Muhajin and most detrimental to the enemy. We've heard, as you must have, that most scholars today permit such operations. At least 30 fatwas have been issued to this effect. We explain how this issue is derived from the issue of plunging single-handedly into the enemy ranks, something which is praiseworthy by the agreement of jurists. We then further stated, right, and he was talking about Second Amendment stuff, right, that he was being supported, he would be justified. We then further stated that we preferred the view that such a, at the very same time, they're trying to destroy the Constitution against the people who are trying to protect it, like Kavanaugh, right? Such an action is permissible even if martyrdom is the only goal and is certainly not the optimal practice. Martyrdom operations should not be carried out unless certain conditions are met. Now, let's apply them and use this as an overlay to crazy leftists who might decide that they want to take out a Supreme Court or a president or anything. Right, left, whatever. But this, in this particular case, this guy going after Kavanaugh. One's intention is sincere and pure. Let's imagine for, uh, for a second that Kavanaugh was murdered by this man. That this man was successful in carrying this stuff out. How many people across the country would say, goes, good, good, goes to show you, you should not be so pro-life. Goes to show you shouldn't be a conservative. Goes to show you should not have been appointed by Trump. See, see what happens? He got what he deserved. The leftists would all be gathering around and be totally happy about that. So we, we can replace him. What's the process? Biden gets to go appoint a judge. I don't even know what the process is to replace the, you know, I haven't seen Pelican Brief in a while. One's intention is sincere and pure to raise the word of Allah. 
to support the cause of liberalism to destroy America. Two, one is reasonably sure that the desired effect cannot be achieved by any other means. There's no way we can stop it unless we get four to four by tossing out one of the Supreme Court justices, in this particular case, Kavanaugh. There's no other means possibly you can do it. They've already voted. The judgment's already been disclosed. We've been waiting for it to be written off. I think it was 6-3, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Let's find out the six people support it. Let's kill two of them and make it that even. By any other means, which would guarantee preservation of his life. Like, this is the logic that liberals are at now. In terms of their war, they're willing to go into wars of attrition. There is no truth. There's just an agenda. This proves everything that I've been talking about. Three, one is reasonably sure. I like how there's, like, varying degrees of, like, certainty. One is reasonably sure. Like, how reasonable? <laughs> How reasonably sure? Well, I don't even know what that means. Like, are you reasonably sure? Like, did you did you did you weigh this out on the back of a napkin? What is reasonably sure that the loss will be inflicted on the enemy, or they will be frightened, or the Muslims will be emboldened, or the liberals will be emboldened, or the conservatives will be frightened, or war will be inflicted, some loss will be inflicted on the enemy. It is justified. Can't you just see CNBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, oh, the loss of Justice Kavanaugh, this could be bad. But by looking on things, it might actually preserve our ability to kill millions of children every year in the wolf. Isn't that a great idea? Folks, this is the end of this country. Are you, do you realize, like, we are at the end of this country? This is what the apocalypse looks like? Gas prices where they are, uh, a... a the stock market being where it's at is being pushed up by inflationary pressures for money that doesn't even exist for value that is like meaningless. The ultimate annihilism is right now. One should consult number four. One should consult with war strategy experts. Oh, politicians, war strategy experts. Yeah, politicians. Let's let's consult with those people. Yes, the Maxine Waters, the Kamala Harris. The Joe Bidens, what? those are the strategy experts. The Bill Clintons, and especially with the amber of war, for otherwise he may ups up plan and alert the enemy to their president's presence. And the first condition is absent, the deed is worthless. But if it's satisfied while some others are lacking, then it is not the best thing. But this does not necessarily mean the Muhajid is not Shahid, whatever that means. This man walking into this has reached a level where he felt enabled, emboldened, supported, and thought it would give him his life's purpose. Those 19 hijackers, they're swimming around with 72 virgins in eternity, aren't they? they can that was the plan. Now, right? They did what they did. We have the bombs. We have the planes. We have planes. Right? Realize how incredibly crazy this is. This is so crazy. I, I can't wait to listen to Ground Zero tonight. I, I can't. I can't get enough of Clyde. I'm like, dude's on it. He knows what he's talking about. Stuff is backing. He understands the formulas. He's understanding how to think about things. Because <clears throat> we're at the, the scary part where all the writings, all the 
everything is agenda driven. Everything. Yeah. There's nothing that you could read, listen to, hear at any point that isn't driven by some sort of agenda. All of that stuff is out there. There's no commitment to just trying to make things overall better. There's no this, there's none of this philos, there's philosophical kind of love that's out there that says, you know what? I just love my fellow man, regardless of where he is, where he comes from. I just want the world to be a better place. That doesn't exist. These news organizations, like they just got people like chewed up, spit out, and they're just repeating and repeating. And then they find the place to do it and they take their dumps on social media. They're like, oh, let me repeat some gibberish that I saw over here. Let me play this little little bit of this and we'll just propagandize that. We'll just let the chips fall where they may. Armed suspect arrested. Shortly after Montgomery County Emergency Communications Center fielded a call from Roski, who identified himself and told the take call taker he was having suicidal thoughts and had a firearm in his suitcase. Roski also told the call taker that he came from California to kill a specific United States Supreme Court justice. Does that even sound like anything suicidal? No, it sounds like a man who is driven by a higher power. It's so incredibly messed up that you are going to see more of it. More of it. I'm sure at some point, someone has said, well, you know what? We need to take that talk show host out. We need to take out that politician out. We need to take out this person and that person. I'm going to make it my life's work. He or she is having too much impact and effect on what's happening. What was happening back on May 18th of 2022? Justice Kavanaugh's house was surrounded by police officers. And you saw a bunch of mean, angry, crazy liberals walking around with coat hangers, bullhorns, and trying to intimidate Brett Kavanaugh. Now he's got somebody who had to travel nearly 3,000 miles to get to Maryland with a gun and... A raison d'être, a reason for being. If he could take out Brett Kavanaugh, then he will have achieved his ultimate goal and sleep with 72 virgins forever. <sighs> I made my point. You've made it too. This is where we are. I'm not going to Glenn Beck this and say, oh, no, I don't have to do that. I get a little bit worked up when I hear a little bit too much of that. You know, it's like the, you know, every day you wake up and the world is about to end. Come on, Glenn, lighten up, bro. (laughs) Crack a joke. Like every morning, like Glenn Beck gets on. It's like, this is it. I'm going to tell you if in. And by the way, uh, have you slept under my pillow? And by the way, boy, those steaks, <laughs> invest in gold. Steaks are the best. And I don't know about you, but uh, it's like you're not going to be alive long enough for the Omaha steak to arrive. <laughs> is the going to end, or are you just really enjoying that AJR concert, Glenn What What is really going on? Five fifty, fifty-five, and we'll be back to uh, wrap the show. Do our third hour right here in the Kiva. On AM sixteen hundred KIVA, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Six oh nine, back in five. Thanks everybody for listening. I'm
sun and the air. On the shyness that is criminal in Baltimore. Circumstance beyond our control. And the news of the world Got in a house like a pigeon from hell Through oh, sand in our eyes and descended like flies Put us back on the train Here in the Kiva, hello, Chrissy Hind. Uh, there she is, the pretenders. And now, if you're on the Democrats, uh, you're back on the chain gang for sure. Uh, just listen to the lyrics of that, and it can be more appropriate, neither for this day and for what's happening uh, overall. We'll get to uh, that and then more of the news, and plus all the stuff that dad wants to jump in. It was back in 1989, Chrissy Hind, when asked what she had done for Greenpeace. Just just listen to this. This is uh, kind of crazy. Uh, oh, there we go. We'll bring in Dowd and uh, so that he can comment on that. Uh, when asked what she had done for Greenpeace, replied, I firebombed McDonald's. Okay. Just listen. I firebombed McDonald's. The following day, a McDonald's in Milton Keynes, England, was firebombed, and Hindi was threatened with legal action. Chuck Schumer. I think we should probably uh, jump into that. We, it's hard for us to talk about anything, but uh, according to uh, Gutfeld, according to I think Jesse Waters jumped in on this as well. So pretty, pretty amazing. Um, make sure I have this right here. Senate Leader Majority Chuck Schumer should be impeached, and a January 6th committee like commission should be impaneled to investigate what led to the assassination attempt. On Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh, Jesse Waters said Wednesday on The Five. Earlier Wednesday, suspect Nicholas Roski of Simi Valley, California, was arrested near Kavanaugh's home in Chevy Chase, Maryland. So there you go. Roski allegedly arrived at 1 a.m. by a cab carrying a rackskull of rucksack, excuse me, of burglary tools. He recognized U.S. Marshals surveilling the residence and called 911 to turn himself into the Montgomery Police Department. Waters pointed to Schumer's 2020 public warning to conservative justices who may decide to overturn Roe versus Wade, return abortion regulation to the states. Now, this is kind of cool, kind of uh, like the fact that you can just have instant recall. This is one good thing about these uh, news organizations is is uh, having that. I'm trying to doubt. I, I'm trying to shut this down so that there's no more sound. But there's so much sound coming in from. Everything that just auto have you noticed that's just there you go. Everything just automatically plays now. Like what oh, yeah. you go to. You can't go to any place without it just automatically playing. It's annoying as well. I'll just Eddie, if I, I'll read the quote. Uh, I, this hasn't been scrubbed from the internet yet. Uh, this is uh, March of 2020, reported by thehill.com. Can't be more establishment than thehill.com. Uh, Schumer, I want to tell you, Justice Kavanaugh and Justice Gorsuch, you have unleashed a whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. 
That's pretty clear to me as far as threats. There's, uh, I mean, because we don't know the hell. And if the hell uh, could be anything, it's definitely your life, right? I think that is pretty much help someone. If listening. Donald Trump's words caused the January 6th insurrection uh, by the same standard, shouldn't uh, Schumer be held to account for what he said there? <clears throat> we have uh, Benny Thompson overseeing the House Committee on the Capitol riot. Waters added that under the same thought process, a congressional commission should be impaneled to investigate but led to the assassination attempt on a justice. Isn't that, isn't this sort of worse in so many ways than whatever they might have suggested is the January 6th, because you actually have a weapon with the intent to kill a particular person. As opposed were, to just, were any of Kavanaugh's family members in that house? They, they, they could have been harmed too. We don't know. And I don't know that they'd be willing to discuss that. And there's a, they're very, there's a very specific reason why it's because like, like, this is how deranged and numbskulled you Democrats have become. You activists, liberal Democrats, you should be put, you should be rounded up and put into a pound right now. You literally should. If this is the way that you behave after an assassination attempt, that you decide to go ahead and ump the ante, as it were, up the ante. Here, here it is. Activists have vowed to continue protesting at the home of Supreme Court justices including Justice Brett Kavanaugh, in spite of the assassination attempt. Maryland police arrested 26-year-old Roski on Wednesday with the intent to kill him. The incident has led to a broad condemnation from both sides of the aisle, including President Joe Biden. However, even in the face of murder, progressive activists have vowed to continue protesting outside justice's home. They will stop at nothing to murder babies. Literally nothing. Chevy Chase, Maryland. Yes, it will. We're protesting peacefully at his home again tonight, regardless of what's happened, said pro-choice group Ruth Santos, tweeted during Kavanaugh's home in response to criticism of the previous tweet. This is just showing, like, like they will stop at nothing. Ruth Santos is also planning on continuing protests outside Justice Amy Coney Barrett. I mean, they're threatening the lives of these people. They're preventing them from having a First Amendment, for one, and second, I believe that this is, uh, I think this is going to be a Fourth Amendment violation, citizen to citizen, right? Search and seizure, various other rights to privacy. Um, don't quote me on this. Fifteenth uh, Amendment. First, fourth, and fifteenth, I think, is where we're at. Ruth Senta said, I, I guess this is Ruth Bader Ginsburg. This is the group. Ruth Senta. Fundamentalists want us to cower in fear of their armed attacks on our homes, schools, and clinics. They expect us to go high when they go low. We refuse. We're committed to nonviolence. Oh, yeah, I can see the nonviolence that you're committed to. Our protests are peaceful and joyful. Does this sound in any way, shape, or form joyful? Joyful? Okay, that's new. They're literally coordinating on their webpage. They'll be Monday, Samuel Alito's house, Alexandria, Virginia, 22308, Brett Kavanaugh. Wednesday and John Roberts. They're doing Kavanaugh and Roberts uh, today. Tonight at the house of uh, Chevy Chase, Maryland, uh, house of Brett Kavanaugh, 20815. And then the John Roberts also just down the street, I guess, at uh, 20815. And then Amy Coney Barrett. They're also going to be at her house. That's that's a very Friday special protest at the home of Amy Coney Barrett. What's wrong with you people? Seriously, do you guys ever like look in the mirror and just look how incredibly stupid you are? 
Clarence Thomas got a special date Friday. Fairfax Station, Virginia. That's where they want to meet. And then they're going after Neil Gorsuch on Saturday. Ruth sent us. Ruth sent us. Amy Barrett's on Thursday night. Sorry, I got that date wrong for you uh, protesters out there. Unbelievable. <clears throat> Here we go. More ignorance coming from the left. The View co-host, Joy Behar. Gun laws will change once black people get guns in this country. Remember, babies and guns. The View co-host, Joy Behar, said Wednesday that gun laws will change... Change. Oh, here we are. I can't listen to her, so I'd rather. Please, no. That's so bad. She needs to be put to sleep. What? What did I say? What did I say? What did I say? Put to sleep. I'm just saying she needs to take some pills, drink some wine, and she can go to bed. What do you? I say put to sleep. You know. She said she's past her about past her bedtime guys always thinking i'm not the one issuing the threats remember that <laughs> the view co-host joy behar said wednesday that gun laws will change in the u.s once black people get guns but they all have guns i mean i, I think in a lot of black communities in america <laughs> black ownership of guns is not a problem yeah. <laughs> they, they, they got if that covered in a lot of communities <laughs> if there are black people and there's a gun in a black community it's going to get used. Let's just face it. Is that, is that about right? I think we're par for the course on that. Right? Because there's so much taking of the guns, so much of this blue state background check. But somehow, in these black communities, they find a gun and it gets used. Right? Power. Poverty. This is what happens. It's not a racial thing, thing I'm making. I literally told you, Philadelphia, black community. They couldn't say black community. I'm telling you, black community. I can say it. I'm 4.6% black. Atlanta, right? Chicago, Philadelphia, Chattanooga, black communities. Guns are there. What happens? Black people are shot. But no, no, it's the white guy with a hit list. And the Republicans, you have to understand, you can't let this stuff go. You cannot let this stuff go. This opportunity with them going after Kavanaugh and then them deciding to double down in protest and then Schumer's words, like, you've got to counter and harder and better and stronger and more direct. Oh, this is beneath us. We, we can't talk. No, you got to. I'm literally wearing a shirt that says dead Kennedys today. I don't even know what else to tell you. Eddie, I, I, I must take this opportunity as a, as a native New Englander to say, uh, I'll make a joke that no one in New Mexico will get. Uh, I would say, you know, one of the few community, black communities in America that uh, isn't heavily armed, I would say, is uh, Oak Bluffs. Now, uh, I will explain the joke, which is something you should never do when you're, when you're trying to make a joke. Uh, Oak Bluffs is a part of Martha's Vineyard, an island off uh, the coast of Massachusetts. It's uh, extremely wealthy, and it's known for its black community, and this is the top of the top, Eddie. Uh, Spike Lee, uh, ABC's Carol Simpson, Charles Ogletree, the Harvard Law professor. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Vernon Jordan. No, don't remember the classic uh, fixer from uh, the Clinton administration and the Carter administration. Uh, Valerie oh, yeah. Jarrett. 
Uh, Lanny oh, yeah. Guineer, our beloved Lanny Guineer, who was uh, kept out of the AG's office uh, when Clinton appointed her. Remember, she got in a lot of trouble. Uh, and then Skippy Gates, Henry Louis Gates, the man who was arrested in the Cambridge uh, by the Cambridge officer uh, during Obama's first term there. Remember the the, the beer summit uh, that, that Skippy Gates, as he's known in, in New England. Uh, Charlene Hunter-Galt, many people who watch the McNeil-Era News Hour. Uh, it's a very prominent uh it's probably the wealthiest black community in all of America. So uh, that is the explanation for my joke. Uh, Oak Bluffs, Martha's Vineyard is is probably one of the few black communities in our country that uh, doesn't have a lot of guns. Yeah, but, uh, <coughs> Valerie Jarrett, one of the worst human beings to ever walk the face of this planet. Pretty awful, yeah. Uh, pretty yeah. much uh, Obama's executioner. Does anybody remember? Yeah, that? senior Does advisor. Mean, yeah. If she walked into the room, you know, someone's dying. Someone's dead. Not, yeah. not the, ha the hatchet woman. <laughs> yeah, just, 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 <laughs> not the hatchet man, the hatchet woman. <laughs> just come and take people out. That's what she said. All right, back to Kavanaugh. They'll stop at nothing. Like, at the very same time that all this is going on, they'll look, the, I bet you CNN's ignoring this. If you go to CNN's website, if you can pull that up, Dow, that way I don't have to. Uh, CNN's probably ignoring this whole entire thing. Or redirecting by getting people to focus on the shooter in Buffalo or the shooter in, I don't know, take your pick of whatever they want to go ahead and focus on. Uh, you are dead right. Uh, there's a pediatrician at the top here. He's testifying on the shooting aftermath down in Texas. I'll never forget what I saw. Well, Dr. Sanjay uh, Gun Grabber Gupta, who I heard many years ago give a radio commentary about how we had to have gun control. I don't know what his background in the second amendment is he's a doctor i don't know why he's uh, weighing in on gun control but this is what humans do to the human body says uh, sanjay uh ooh, voters in two of the most liberal cities in the u.s sent a clear message to democrats San Fran. San Fran. We, uh, um let's see oh the nfl's uh, first out trans cheerleader readies for her carolina panthers debut stop. okay yes yeah yep. well there's one uh, team you never have to uh uh it, the Carolina Panthers. I got to see this. Does it show? Does it show its junk? I will. Uh, I will. Uh, it, it, I'm, right. I, I, I'm inclined to not click on the link, but uh, yeah, don't you got to click on the link? I mean, at this point, ooh. we need it. At some point, we're gonna have to face the facts. I think we all. It's it is. You know, if if they're gonna force me to acknowledge what it is, we should at least get a glimpse of what it must be. I will. Uh, I, I can't I, walk I, around I, saying like. I'm claiming to be a man and then walk around with women's junk and vice versa. Like that doesn't I, work. I, I will put this in the show notes, a link, ladies and gentlemen. It is up to you whether you want to click on the link. The link will be there. If you choose to decline to click on it, that's up to you. But I will include a link tonight. I'm, I'm looking hard for this because I really want to see this. It just, I just feel like we're at a point where if someone wants to declare that they are this or that, it's the oh the first out trans cheerleader. You now are you fully out if you haven't fully come out? Does it shouldn't out meaning uh, mean that you have to display your junk? We got to drill down to the the precise nature of these terms. I mean, I absolutely. Well, I'm not. We the term the only term is whether or not we we get to determine whether it is what it claims it is or what we claim it is. Like at this point, I think the jury has to be out on every single time somebody comes out. It's like, you know, I think there should be like a jury for this, generally speaking, where people all get together, nine, nine, nine panel judge jury, you know, they come in and they explain their situation. And they say, we will award you 
whatever you claim to be, or we will not award you what you claim to be. I think that is that. I think that's fair. We're at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a fair thing. It's. I mean, it's so motivated. Beaming in her team headshot, Justine Lindsay. Oh, I like what they did there. It was probably Justin. Now it's probably Justine. <laughs> Just had one letter. Changes everything. Yeah. Okay, so this is a male <laughs> converting to a female. She's every bit, bit. Oh, Dad, Dad, you shouldn't have turned me on. You shouldn't have turned me on. To <laughs> I didn't mean to turn you on. Yeah. Oh, boy. Here we go. Right, before you totally gross out like I am. Uh, Sorry, I apologize to the, our friends in uh, Scotland where it's 2.34 a.m. Justine Lindsay is every bit the ideal cheerleader. She's every, every single bit. I don't know about you, but I've constantly dreamed about the conversion cheerleader. Every bit. Every bit. With a lifetime of performing... I mean, see, this is not this is not writing. With a lifetime of performing, quote unquote, under her belt. Oh, like they are working on your kids twenty four seven. Do not let your kids go to this website, folks. She's earned a coveted spot. <laughs> oh my god! To cheer on the NFL's Carolina Panthers in the upcoming season. And she's already made history ahead of her. Yes, history. We've never seen a trend. Somehow, oh, it's taken this long. I'm sure we've never seen. Yes. Now we have to. I can't take a word for it. I need to see the equipment. Full stop. Lindsay is the first out transgender woman to cheer in the NFL. Now we're assuming, we're making the assumption, that there's been other first in transgender women to cheer in the NFL. Lindsay is one of 30 members of the 2022-2023 Top Cats. Cheer squad that roots for the Carolina Panthers from the sidelines during energetic halftime performances. She disclosed that she was trans on paperwork for her audition for the team. Um, the BuzzFeed News recently reported, but the squad director said it was her talent and integrity. Yes, her integrity, especially when it came to her adherence to the strict moral standards of her gender. Oh, <laughs> my. There's got to be another word than her or him. You call it what it wants to be? This isn't real. The new Top Cat announced her new gig on Instagram earlier this year, coming out to many of her friends in the process. She told BuzzFeed in her first interview since getting hired, this is the moment I will never forget. <clears throat> I think I'm doing my best trans voice. This is the moment I will never forget. I think, did she, did she have a bass baritone and a nice Adam's apple like, like me? This is a moment I will never forget. And I cannot wait to show you what this girl has to bring. Happy LGBTQ month. What's up? What's up, Carolina? What's up, Work it, girl. Work Woo! it. Woo! Oh, my God. Why is her right leg in front of her panties and her, she doesn't have a mom's pubis. <clears throat> I so apologize to you and your family. Uh, the mom's pubis, by the way, is the rounded mass of fatty tissue lying over the joint of the pubic bones and women typically more prominent and also called the mons veneris. 
We're at this point, folks, that we actually have to discuss this publicly. Yes. There's no more. <laughs> there's no, no. There's no decorum. There's no decorum. <laughs> like this is splattered all over the CNN. This is. I don't even know what to say. What do I? Okay. Like, let's continue with this report. She's got six thousand six hundred eighty-seven followers. Lindsay told BuzzFeed that she was happy to break down that door and spotlight trans people on one of the biggest stages for sports in the U.S. Her hiring comes during a time when the rights of trans Americans, particularly youth, are being debated. Yes, uh, there's all sorts of trans youth are being debated in state legislatures across the U.S. This is big. I think more people need to see this. It's not because I want recognition. It's just to shed light on what's going on in the world. Yeah, I don't know that it's going on in any world. This is all just another thing that you guys all created to politicize even sex when reached by cnn for comment the panthers i want you to know what i have does anybody want to see my mangled genitalia yeah it's that disgusting right like i just just, i know you and you probably haven't eaten dinner yet you have to sit here and think about this this is just ridiculous like how are these nfl players but where's the first transgender nfl player how about that oh yeah 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 we need that we need a woman converting to be a man to play. Are women allowed to play in the NFL? Please tell me that's coming so I can further boycott your stupid league. Well, there are no official records of NFL cheerleader demographics. Is there male and female NFL leagues? They need to get rid of those because one's discriminating against the other. I think they need to merge. This is all sorts of stupid. We're stupid. We are some stupid people. Well, there are no official records of NFL cheerleader demographics. The majority have been white cisgender women. I don't even know what that is. That is that uh, white, like female, like like actual female cisgender female, actual. Is that a new name that they came up with? Men didn't even join the NFL cheer squad until 2018. Quentin Parent and Napoleon Hinnies, who cheered for the LA Rams, were the first. And throughout 2020, black cheerleaders increasingly spoke out about whitewashed beauty standards they were required to adhere to while cheering in the NFL. Girl, you ugly. You ain't going to be on our cheer squad. You ugly. Sorry. Lindsay told BuzzFeed that the top cast will allow her to keep her bald head. She doesn't even have hair. The last high pro, she can't grow female hair. She has the Mons Veneris. No, she doesn't have the Mons Veneris. She has the Mons Pubis. Sorry. Who cheered for the Indianapolis Colts. The high-profile bald cheerleader shaved their heads during a 2012 to raise money for leukemia. So there you go, folks. Uh, your world is really starting to suck. Gas prices are high. You've got transgender cheerleaders on the sideline. Like you got everything sucks. There's nothing that's even like normal. How do you explain a world like if you walked into the NFL stadium and the Carolina Panthers happen to be taking on their team? You'd be like, well, what's with that one? Is she okay? Are they? Allowing her to sort of like sit in for the week. Is this, uh, you know, one of those, uh, what do they give them their last uh, wish? Make a wish. Is that a make a wish to foundation? Uh, that's this week's make a wish. Oh, look, she lost all her hair. She wants to be a part of the cheerleader. Like, what's the purpose of having cheerleaders? I think the top cat should just disband. Honestly, if I was a cheerleader on there, I'd be like, I work my ass to get over Ex- Exactly. Have- 
shaved. I have worked out. I've done glutes. I've exactly. Done I've had, you know, work done here, work done there. I eat 115 calories a day. And this guy walks in with his penis into the cheerleading section and says that he wants to cheer and you're going to let him. Women's rights, huh? You can't even be beautiful anymore. You're hated for it. Like, then you go to like Fabletics and it's like you see this. These like, why do they make fat girl bathing suits? Seriously, have you seen some of these people pouring out of their weather their bathing suits? The doubt can't even keep it together because it's like the Sports Illustrated. Look at the front page of that thing. It's like, what the hell is that? Why would Land anybody wheel. pay yeah. attention to that ever? Like I'm done. Son, when I was growing up, first time I saw a naked woman <laughs> watching Playboy. Where's the cisgender or transgender? I don't even know. I don't even know what I'm saying because I don't care. And you know what? Most other people don't care about it either. They're just too weak to talk about it. This is ridiculous. Like you have to go around and ask people to show them a quick. Well, uh, I don't know. You look kind of attracted to me. I don't know whether or not to hit on you. Because if I hit on you and you're trans and uh, I'm not, does that make me something else that I didn't think that I was, but now that I think I must be? It's all sorts of confusion. We can't even put our kibbles and bits together. It's all crazy. Everything's, we've lost it. Anyway, let's hit the uh, top five. It's brought to you by Rock of Talk, Rock of Talk Chat. That's Rock of Talk Chat. Your top five uh, down to the introduction. Uh, yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, rockatalk.chat. You, you can get this in your email inbox every morning at five, uh, 4 a.m., actually, waiting for you the uh, the best information, commentary, analysis, uh, and all sorts of fun stuff, too. What did people click on the most? Number one, our old friends at Source New Mexico, our little soy boy and our feminazis there. Uh, Albuquerque City Council votes to ban Section 8 discrimination. We're not going to have any of that Section 8 discrimination in uh -huh. Albuquerque anymore. Uh, number two, Eddie, I'm really proud of this. I'm trying to get more videos out to people. A guy named Tony Heller, who's, who debunks climate change nonsense, a great uh, video piece on Rumble, uh, picking apart the whole green energy nonsense. Uh, number three, you're not going to believe this, folks. The Biden administration's budget proposal calls for massive tax hikes. I, what, I, I couldn't what? have predicted that. Uh, no number way. four, the UNM Anthropology Department, your money at work. The UNM Anthropology Department is highlighting all the events this month for Pride Month. Uh, and uh, number five, no one will be prosecuted up in Rio Rancho for these students. I guess Algodonas for these students who were uh, whacked out on the THC candy because uh, uh. an eight-year-old, an eight-year-old, brought it to school because mom and dad are not good parental material there you go <clears throat> look for it tomorrow morning sign up right now i need five signups now stat sign up and uh we'll see you in the morning thanks everybody uh for listening i'm going to stay on uh, here for the next 15 minutes we got some more uh stuff to answer d dowd's got deadline 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 and uh, we'll do that uh, here let me read some of your texts that have uh come in here into the eva <clears throat> getting back in the swing of things I want to take a little extra time you're welcome to listen or you can shut it off it's up to you i don't care <clears throat> here we go yeah does anybody remember the cop who passed out from the vapors of a load of fentanyl in the back of a car a year ago i don't remember that that's crazy though probably right we watch uh chronicles of riddick when he meets the necro n-e-c-r-o necro i don't know that's what i'm saying necro or necro what is it necromonger King, it sounds like a liberal speech these days. Liberalism is a death cult. 
18 USC 241 conspiracy against rights when two or more people gather to deny the rights of another it's almost always a felony and it's a very low burden of proof time to roll out these particular laws I think I did you just say that that was a law someone has threatened another person whilst in violation of 18 USC 241 and they have weapons or organized could result in up to 10 years in prison the world is being run by old Greg and his downstairs mix-up I don't know what that here we go I thought it was Cam Newton that was the new cheerleader. He has dressed like an old woman before. That's very funny. Good one. <laughs> Today, 6822, received in my mail the uh, voter registration card from the county clerk. It is dated 53022 with updated information after redistricting and dates for the primary election. Even the simple stuff is part of this war. That's right. Good job, Melvin. Melvin. Shahid, the term is commonly used for as a posthumous title for those considering seeking their own death in order to bear witness to their beliefs. There it is. Let's see how stupid you are. Go kill yourself. How much do you believe in that? We'll be rewarding you with 72 virgins. Joy be horrible. All right. I agree with doubt, Eddie. We as a country are going down a dark path. It's what happens when a nation, when people turn away from God, there is a solution. We must turn back to God. We're, we're trying to figure out the sex of God at this point, right? I mean, that's how confused we are as a people. Uh, I hate human garbage part of this world as much as you do. Thank you. Somebody wanted me to play colors. Yeah, that will not be happening. Colors as far as uh, iced tea. All right, let me uh, get to some other quick stories. We covered a lot of ground today. Um, we get sort of back into the swing of things. There's so many headlines that are out there. And none of it's funny. I think it's hard to laugh right now, even though I, I, I know <clears throat> we told a lot of you that I was going to be back on Twitter, but I also told many of you that I'm not going to be back on Twitter. The moment I realized that Elon Musk was not going to buy Twitter, which was more than a month ago, and they're just figuring out a way to expose it now, I think so that he can sort of save face for him not buying Twitter. Social media giant has maintained that spam fake accounts make up Less than 5% of the platform's users. I happen to think it's a heck of a lot more than that. CEO Elon Musk has appeared to score a victory in his impasse with Twitter over repeated requests for its internal data on spam and fake accounts. Social media giant has agreed to hand over a fire hose of data compromising, comprising more than 500 million tweets posted each day, according to the WAPO. Citing an anonymous source familiar with the company's thinking, the outlet notes that the data, which reportedly includes account information, real-time record of tweets and the device users tweet from, could be given to Musk as soon as this week. Uh, currently, about two dozen companies pay access to the data. According to the Post now, Musk said his $44 billion deal to acquire Twitter would be temporarily put on hold. He awaited details supporting Twitter's internal estimate that spam and fake accounts make up less than 5% of the platform's users. Now, Twitter CEO Parang Agwal said an external review to determine the percentage would be difficult. With a name like Parag Agwal, I would think anything would be difficult his name, given the critical need to use both the public and the private information. In the first quarter of 2022, Twitter's monetizable daily active users, MDAU, ooh, that's a new acronym, base grew 15.9% year over year to 229 million, including 39.6 million daily active users in the U.S. and 189.4 million international daily active users. Now, the billionaire who believes at least 20% of Twitter users are spam or fake accounts has said his team would conduct its own random sampling to calculate the total percentage. He also expressed a willingness to renegotiate the deal for a lower price proportionate to the total percentage of real users. Now, he threatened to walk away from the deal 
just this past Monday after accusing the company of breaching its obligations under the merger agreement. At this point, Musk believes Twitter is transparently refusing to comply with its obligations under the merger agreement, which is causing further suspicion that the company is withholding the requested data due to a concern for what Mr. Musk's own analysis of the data will uncover. Attorneys for Musk wrote in a letter filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, Twitter is confident that it's publicized spam estimates. Mr. Musk does not understand why the company's reluctance to allow Mr. Musk to independently evaluate those estimates. He is buying it, after all, and he will own it. And you shouldn't sell him something that isn't there. And why would you withhold anything when you're trying to sell the very thing? It's like, well, I'm not going to let you drive the car. You'll have to buy the car before I let you drive the car. It's, it runs well. I've never wrecked it. And, uh, you know, don't you know, it's a, uh, you know, it goes this fast and it uh, operates like this. So I'm telling you about it. You should trust me and uh, give me your money and I'll give you the car. Come on, come on. Representatives from us did not immediately return Fox Business request for a comment on the Post report. Spokesperson for Twitter also declined to comment on the report. However, they said that the company has and will continue to cooperatively share information with Mr. Musk. Oh, they, they, they really sound like they're sharing information, don't they? We're very uh, cooperatively sharing information to consummate the transaction. We need money. We need Musk's money in accordance with the terms of the merger agreement. We believe the agreement is in the best interest of the shareholder. Oh, really? We intend to close the transaction and enforce the merger agreement at the agreed price and term. Oh, you do you? He does. Because you're very likely 20% diluted at least. D-I-L-U-T-E-D. Not D-E-L-U-L-I-S-L-I-O-N-E-L. The deal, which recently cleared antitrust review on the U.S., would take Twitter private at 54 bucks a share. Bang. It is expected to close in 2022, subject to shareholder receipt remaining applicable regulatory approvals. Musk has pledged a total of $33.5 billion in equity. He's not even using his own money. Therefore, if they don't disclose it and they can't go through it, no bank is going to back it. It's how you fund a mortgage or anything else that is a valuable, quote-unquote, consideration. 550 500 Going in here for the last few minutes. New poll out. Inflation, most urgent issue over gun violence. Biden's approval rating ties with the lowest ever. Hmm. Conducted June 3rd through 6th by Quinnipiac. I don't know if you know how to pronounce that. I don't know if that's right. There's like three different pronouncers for Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac or Quinnipiac University also showed that a large majority of Americans supported raising the minimum legal age to purchase a gun to 21. While support for banning assault weapons hit a new low. According to the poll, 34% of Americans said inflation was the most urgent issue facing the country, you think? How come it's not 100%? Inflation at the gas pump? Like, wh are, when are those just going to start randomly bad things happening to gas stations? Just out of sheer anger. There's got to be people who are going to be out there attacking gas stations just because the price is too damn high. Just start shooting out signs, shooting out the gas pumps. I mean, I could see that type of thing happen. I'm like, whoa, I don't want to be there. Got to be in and out and on my way. I'm, I'm constantly cautious. You know, is, that, is, it, is it the carbon footprint that I'm more worried about or is it my own imprint of the wallet on my ass when I put the wallet into my back pocket it feels lighter because i don't have any money after putting 110 dollars every single time have you noticed how people are driving 
Have you noticed how everyone is sort of like, you know, acting like they own the road now and people are increasingly angry on the road? You don't think the cost of fuel is driving that? 34% of Americans supported raising the minimum legal age to buy a gun to 21, but only 34% of Americans said inflation was the most urgent issue. How out of touch are we with ourselves? Maybe it's just not them, politicians, out of touch with us. Maybe it's that we don't know what our priorities should be. Like, if you are okay spending more than $100 at the gas pump to fill your gas tank, you're an idiot. You're out of touch with yourself. You must have more, you must have money to just wipe your ass with all day long. Because to me, we know people who are begging on the side of the street. We know people who can't pay their bills. We know people who have been through the ringer who are absolutely dependent upon a fixed income, particularly old people. Oh, we got free transportation over there. These poor people are literally emptying out their checking accounts just so they can go somewhere in their car or they're trapped at home. How do you not make Joe Biden, Michelle Lujan Grisham, and the Democrats responsible for all of this? How do you do that? 46% of registered voters say they would want Republicans to win control of the House, while 41% say they would want Democrats to stay in the majority. Why isn't that like 70%? Like these people are wrecking this country. If you've got so much money, Democrats, and you don't know where money comes from, but you know somehow you got a check and it comes this way, and like you've got some real problems. Mentally, psychologically. I think this country has become too luxury driven, if you will. Like there's no like causal and effect thing that's happening. Like, well, I don't know, money just ends up in my pocket somehow and I have to money to buy things and uh yeah vote for biden yeah <laughs> let me not stop yeah transgender black lives matter lgbtq month and uh you know whether or not donald trump is going to run for president are my most important issues that's why i voted for joe biden you can just hear these idiots say that every single time all right folks see you tomorrow 4 p.m thanks everybody for tuning in right here in the kiva on AM 1600, KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. That's rockoftalk.com. Stay tuned. Bill O'Reilly is next. <laughs>